0: on episode 422 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed.
1: I am your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. How's things? Good.
0: How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing all right. <laughs> just all right? Uh, yeah, just okay. <laughs> it's been kind of a long week.
0: Uh, I'm
1: tired. <laughs> so what'd you do this week?
0: Uh, Well, let's see. Uh, I'll start off with... um, You know... As as I've talked about many times in past episodes, um, I watch about collecting DVDs and movies, Blu-rays, and you know there's like there's a Dollar Tree, and I, I mean I, I imagine it's it's across the USA. I don't know if it's worldwide or not, but across the USA there's these stores and they're called Dollar Stores, and everything's a dollar, you know and. There's collectors out there that'll go out and find movies now a lot of it is like the horror b movies you know stuff right. that couldn't sell you know and they had they had to got a release from somebody from somewhere and it didn't do well or or you know it's um it, it just didn't get missed if like you're not you're not gonna find in your best buy or target you know walmart or whatever and it it right. made like these little niche stores or whatever. And uh, they end up going to the dollar store. And then there's a bunch of movies, actually. They're like triple A titles that you would see that you could get, you know, and, and thing. So every once in a while, I'll watch these collectors and they'll be like, hey, you know what? I'd I like to own that. And for a buck, I'll, I'll do it, you know, kind of thing. But a lot of times when I get there, you got to be pretty much like know, like, when when they're going to start up and go and like go like daily to the store to see when they're going to load the stock because some stores don't open like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's supposed to come out on the 20th of the month and, it's, and it doesn't, you know, it's like maybe like the right. 22nd or the following week, like towards the end of the month. Yeah. So each dollar tree is different. So, you know, you have like, you know, and in most of our areas, dollar trees are, you know, you can, well, especially in Philadelphia, you I mean you can, I can think of at least three dollar trees within, driving distance uh to right. my house you know kind of thing i'm sure you probably can figure out if you thought about yeah. going oh yeah i got two or three of them close to me so you know so it was like over a week ago that i see these videos and i'm like ah, oh, you know and i'm like you know what I, I couldn't go i was busy um you know not be able to go that the, when i saw these videos i am thinking, oh, it's too late you know it's like going so thursday night i'm um, out and there's a dollar tree in the same lot that i'm out at you know because i was doing something and i was like oh you know what let me just go in and see just for Haha. just right. f- just for laughs and yeah okay but because usually they have a poster out front it's called wow uh w- wonders of the week or something like that or it's some 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 thing that they think it's it's their weekly special kind of thing that they forefront in the front of the store and usually they have the posters up for the movies and stuff. So I was like, okay, I saw something else. I'm like, all right, maybe it's in the electronics section. I'll go there. As soon as I walk in though, it was loaded with movies. I was like, holy crap! I like either either this store got didn't get picked over or I was just lucky.
1: Yeah. You know? Big red light hanging over. <laughs> Discounted like, oh, rays.
0: The angelic music playing. Yeah. So oh, I I, oh I angels I, from down
1: above. When it down and went, give him his movies.
0: <laughs> yes. So I ended up getting like thirteen movies, you know, wow, for, dude. for for a buck a piece. Wow, yeah, yeah. Mister Moneybags. <laughs> so it was, you know, I so was, I was like, I'm like, you know, because at first I was like, you know, I was just gonna pick up one or two, you know. I was like looking through, and I, I, and I, as I kept going, I kept finding either movies that were triple A titles, or <laughs> there were actors right. in there that I'm like, you know what, just just because they're in it, I, I'm going to get it and uh like the first one is uh don john
1: oh i have that i well i had that movie then i want like training it in at movie stop right. but i have the digital version of it with uh uh scarlett johansson joseph gordon levitt yes he plays kind of like a jersey douchebag
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> i you know i kind of wanted to see this movie but i was like i'm not gonna pay full price for this but for a dollar <laughs> sure sure right yeah. yeah it's worth a dollar right and then the, the bunch of these were like MGM titles. Is that it? The, no, it's not MGM. But these were like MGM titles. You know, MGM is a big studio. Uh, this one is New York, New York with Liza Minnelli and Robert De Niro. It's a Martin Scorsese film. I think it's back okay. from the like 70s. So yeah, 1977. So I was like, you know what? I mean, it's got De Niro and it's got Liza <laughs> Manel, but <I'm> not really <laughs> I mean, like,
1: it's no Star Wars, but it'll do. Right. For 77, there was other movies that came out that year. <laughs> ah, okay.
0: For a buck, why not? This sure. one I kind of wanted to see, and, and uh, uh, it, it stars John Candy, Canadian Bacon.
1: I saw that one.
0: Is it good? It's
1: for, no. <laughs> I mean, it's... I believe it's he thinks that America is invading Canada. Okay. And he is trying to prevent it or trying to stop it or trying to let somebody know. No one's believing him, of course, because why would America invade Canada? Or maybe it's the other way. Maybe Canada's trying to invade America. I, so Someone's invading someone else. I know that. Right. And I think he, he's either trying to tell people about it. And, yeah, I, it, it, I remember watching it because I was – I mean, I guess I still am a uh, John Candy fan. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, well, I like him. I like Uncle Buck, playing trains and automobiles, I and mean, all the stuff he did on S- uh, Record SCTV." And I'm like, "All right, I'm I'm a fan." And I watched it. And I was like, "Oof, oof, okay." <laughs> oh. uh, it didn't leave a good didn't leave a good impression. And I and I also like Canadian bacon, by the way. So I thought, "Well, this is a win win: John Candy <laughs> and Canadian bacon." <laughs>
2: You know, <laughs> candy-covered Canadian bacon, I'm in.
1: <laughs> There's no way you could
0: lose on this deal. I, it's a win-win situation.
1: John Candy and Canadian bacon. Who's, get me some Egg muffins while I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so I picked that like I said if like I said if these these movies aren't good they're a box or so you're going hey, if, you know I I spent I I buy a lot worse crap for a lot more money right for you know for a buck why not uh, this one was the Joe Pesci's eight heads in a duffel bag
1: I saw that one too is it good I, it was all right. It's all right it's it's Joe Pesci trying to be a, a gangster in a comedy <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I think I think the plot is there's eight heads in a duffel bag. This, as, as the title says, and someone loses the duffel bag, so it's a big thing about trying to get it. It's you know, like that wacky situational comedy. Right. Like, oh my god, there's eight heads in a duffel bag. We need to find them. Whoa, whoa, yeah, like ho, oh, yuck, yuck. The laughs. Oh my god, there's a dog. With its head in the bag, and he's going to pull out a head any second. Oh my god! And scare the living crap out of a bunch of. People. We got to stop it. Do something crazy fast. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately think that that happened in the movie.
0: Okay. Well, there. That's <laughs> the thing. Well, there's a bird actually with like tearing off the uh, tag on the on the bag. But I thought, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then I bought uh, the Elvis as Kid Galahad. It's a boxing movie with Elvis Presley. So. <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> like oh. Actually, the
1: the plot of eight heads in a double bag is a mob bagman finds that his luggage containing the proof of his gang's latest hit has been switched dun, 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 dun. That, that's it that's the whole yuck yuck of it
2: right,
0: <laughs> All right. so, so what, else was, what was the next one so that one was uh, Kid Galahad it's uh, an Elvis Presley film he plays a boxer
1: okay so, I, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard of that I'm, my mom is a big Elvis fan so I'm sure she's would have seen it or it's laying around the house in vhs somewhere okay <laughs> all right what
0: else uh this one i never heard of um and but it had a lot of stars in it so i was like you know why not for a buck it's Heckner and the search for happiness it's it stars simon Pegg, tony collette rosamund pike stellan sasgard Je- jean rito and christopher Plummer. So I was okay. like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it for a buck, you know? What's yeah? You know. right. I, th- I think it's like a free, free to watch on Pluto. All right, there you go. Yeah. All
1: right, what else you get? <laughs>
0: uh, and then on Blu-ray, these were those were all DVD, by the way. Oh. Like you're saying, there's there there's... right
1: because eight heads in the double bag needs that Blu-ray treatment.
0: <laughs> no, these were all DVDs.
1: Right, this what I'm saying, saying that's the reason why, of course it is because you know, highest quality DVD, eight heads in the double bag, got seen clarity.
0: <laughs> this next one was uh darkness was the night uh it started mercer tomei <laughs> timothy allflant charlie Plummer, and michelle and what why are you giggling
1: because it just sounds like a name of a horrible 80s song
0: <laughs> dark was the night
1: dark was the night where we made love on the beach dark was the night <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's an unwritten rule in families that no two people can go crazy at the same time. So when Margaret, who's always been in control of her life, falls apart after unexpected loss of her husband, her teenage son Marcus is forced to stomach his own grief and become the man of the house. After hitting bottom, Margaret scrambles to find the strength to be another, to a mother, to be a mother again. Sorry, following Marcus into the deep woods where he has gone to seek solace. Out of their comfort zone, and in the middle of nowhere, mother and son begin to find a way forward.
1: Oh, laughs a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. It sounds very, very funny. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh hey, good luck on that one.
0: Uh, yes. It just seems way too heavy. Yes. <laughs> For darkness is the night. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one, this one, this one was like. You know, it's. I've seen parts of it. I I don't think I've. I, I don't remember seeing this all the way through. And if I have, I don't remember all of it, so I will have to <laughs> okay. watch it again. But it was called Movie Forty Three.
1: I've seen it. I actually owned it.
0: You owned it. Okay. Yeah,
1: I actually um, I owned it I, again. Traded it in because, like I said, Movie Stop was trick. Movies I wasn't a fan of, or I watched once. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this wasn't a good purchase. If it had a digital copy, I still kept the digital copy. It's <laughs> it's basically. People who like the movie Airplane and Scary Movie and all that stuff, they decided to do it again with this thing called Movie 42. It it, it was... I I don't think... I don't remember. I don't think I laughed once. (laughs) I don't... I don't... I get kind of... I mean, I might have watched it by myself. I just... It wasn't... It wasn't super funny.
0: Okay. All (laughs) All right. Well, I mean...
1: The cast is one of those like all-star casts that are doing like Yeah, yeah it. there's
0: skits. like 12, 12 people on, on the front of the box that give you. Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Bell, Holly Berry, Kate Bosworth, Gerard, Gerard Butler, Bobby Canneville, uh Josh Duhamel, Aaron Faris, Richard Gere, Tenor, Terrence Howard, Hugh Jackman, Johnny Knoxville, Justin Long, Christopher Mitz, yeah. please... Okay. okay. Chloe, That's Chris, Moritz I'm going with a few more. Leif Schiivler, Sean Michael Scott, Emma Stone, Neoma Watts, and Kate Winslet.
1: Now, uh, Ed, you would think that, that with that list of, of people in that movie, you'd <laughs> you think, can't. Oh my god, it's gotta be really good because there's some primo names in it. A lot of Gerard Butler, come on, who doesn't like Gerard Butler? You know I can tell you? When he's trying to be funny. <laughs> Emma Stone, okay, maybe Emma Stone probably, is probably really, really good in it if I can remember. But because it's like an hour and a half long, it's like sketch comedy. It's like a Kentucky Fried movie, yeah. Where and it just makes no sense. It's like little like yuck, yucks things. It's, it just sometimes feels like if I knew famous people, I'd be like, hey, I want to get my career going. Can you do me a favor? I have a script. Can you just come in for a day and just do a little acting for me i play i pay a scale <laughs> i mean it's not like they didn't try hard i mean they're all you know professional actors and all but i just don't remember that movie being like oh my god it is so funny i, I kind of think we saw it together to be honest
0: <laughs> i'm saying i i, I kind of remember seeing it but i'm like i'm like i don't remember who it was with or or if i saw it all the way through and i'm like and i'm trying to remember and i'm like and did, did we see this i'm like maybe we did i <laughs>
2: But like, well, i like, br- hey, for I a buck, I, I, buck, why not?
0: Yeah,
1: I think I brought it over because I would buy the movie Tuesday. I would come over Thursday, we'd pick a movie, and watched it. And I don't think either one of us thought it was funny. <laughs> I know I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, seems- I don't, I don't, don't want to speak for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't remember, if you remember seeing this comedy or not, I, I'm going to say you probably didn't find it funny either.
0: Because <laughs> it says 2013 on it, so it was like eight years ago. So. Right. Yeah. Well, that would be about right. Yeah so uh, the next one is uh, Lions for Lambs this is a Robert Redford Mowell Street Tom Cruise movie
1: oh, oh you know what uh, I think I think I just saw a clip of that one it Is it, it's a political thriller or a yeah. political movie yeah yes um, the reason why I know about this movie is because I flagged it for something I potentially wanted to see but there's a clip um, where Tom Cruise plays like a senator or a senator's aide and um, Meryl Streep is asking him a question about like pulling. It's timely because they she brings up pulling troops out of Afghanistan, and Tom Cruise has this Tom Cruiseian like speech that uh-huh. he does uh-huh. about why it's a bad idea and what, what's going to happen if we do that. And someone used that clip of the movie to kind of explain what happened basically just happened not too long ago, you know, uh-huh. when we pulled our troops out. It was very timely, and I was like, Wow, I didn't, when did those guys star in the same movie together? Because I would never have thought Tom Cruise, Meryl Streep, Robert Redford. I think it's a Robert Redford-directed movie. Yes, it is. Right. And it's like, when in God's green earth are you ever going to see Tom Cruise act against Meryl Streep? And I'm like, that did that actually – Like, I felt like I was in a fever dream. I was like, there's no way. No way. And then I looked it up and I was like, you got, get the hell out of here. Why did I not – how come that wasn't like more – publicized or why didn't it draw more of a crowd what year was it 96 I think you said
2: uh
0: no I didn't say the time this one says 2007
1: 2007 okay you know yeah because it would be during that was after the aftermath of nine eleven. so yeah okay it, no is it yeah yeah okay my, my timeline's all messed up all right, yeah, okay. what else you get. you get? Let me know how that one is, because I was kind of interested yeah. in
0: seeing that. Uh, the next one was called Death Squad. This had uh, Danny Glover, Daryl Hannah, Rutger Howard, Michael Madsen, and Stephen Baldwin uh, in the cast. So I was like, yeah, you know, for this kind of cast, the end of the year 2047, a rebel war agent is forced to go against the oppressive government to expose their war crimes. To avoid capture, he must face vicious death squad of mercenaries who were prepared to sacrifice their lives and rather see him get out alive.
1: Ooh, it sounds like it's supposed to be an action movie.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. All right. What else you got?
0: Uh, This one was called Masterminds. It has uh, Zach Galifianakis, Owen Wilson, Christine Wig, and uh, Jason Sudeikis.
1: It's be based on a true story. Yes.
0: Well, it's inspired (laughs) by a ridiculously true story is what it was. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is armed and dangerous, funny in his first hilarious action comedy inspired by by an incredible by an incredible but true story. David, it, it, who's played by Galifianakis, and his unassuming armored truck driver who longs for adventure, lured into the scheme of a lifetime by his beautiful work crush Kelly, who's played by Kristen Wiig, and her cohort Steve, who's played by Owen Wilson. Dave managed David manages to manages the impossible and makes off with 17 million dollars in cash but when his partners in crime keep the loot and set him up for the fall david must dodge authorities and evade evade a hitman played by jason stakers and find a way to take the money back that he right, that he rightfully stole so <clears throat>
1: okay that sounds funny <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey. And then I'm, like, I've am like, i been on a kick for, uh, um, you know, f- female assassins and, and, uh, and, you know, Drake. So this one was called Assassin's Target. And uh, it says, Rosa, Rosa, a master assassin with a knack for uh, poisons, is set out to search and destroy a mission against a spiritual leader, but conflicts within her own organization that may spell disaster for her long before she even closes in on her target. So I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Who's pro- in that? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, so was, here: Gemma, so Gemma Gala, somewhere. Ben Vinicom, uh, Mart, Martine Swan, and James Giblin.
1: Yeah, a bunch of nobodies. There, so. A bunch of a bunch of uh, hungry artists. <laughs> Is, is the best way to put it, because you know, someone even Jennifer Aniston started in that first uh, Troll movie or or Leprechaun movie right. before she was Jennifer Aniston. So we all we all got to start somewhere.
0: That's exactly right. All right, and then finally for the for the the uh, Dollar Tree haul, this one this is the reason why I went, <laughs> and I I was surprised to find I actually found quite a number of copies of this one, and it was on Netflix for a while. So and it's not now because I just checked just to see. It's called The Power of Greyskull: The Definitive History of he-, he- man and the Masters of the Universe.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it was it was the documentary basically on the, about the toy in the 80s and how it grew in the movie and all that kind of stuff. So I, I liked the the the, uh, the documentary and I'm like, you know, for a dollar, you know, I'll I'll put it in my collection, sure. so why not? And then uh later that night I went out and I actually was at at um um Tar- oh, no, uh, Walmart, and there was a couple couple things I picked up. These were these were, these weren't a $1. dollar. <laughs> one was five dollars. One was seven fifty. Uh, but one I just it caught my eye, and it was called Survivor. It has a uh, Mila Djodovic, uh Pierce Brosnan, uh, okay. reggae Jean Page, Dylan McDermott, Angela Bassett, and Robert Foster. Is the the who they have on the top of this? But I figured, you know, uh, uh, Mila Jovovich, why not? You know, it's probably some kind of action movie that she's going to run on. Stationed in the U.S. Embassy in London, Foreign Service Officer Kate Abbott, who's played by Jovovich, has been hired to stop terrorists from getting into the U.S., but just when she thinks she's found she's found one, her boss takes over the operation. Soon her colleagues are killed, and she is framed... Nah, wait, wait, wait. Framed and hired a hitman called the Watchmaker, played by Pierce Brosnan, who's out to finish her. Kate uh, must I... uncover the terrorist herself with the help of her friend Sam Parker, who's played by Dale McDermott, before they enact their attack.
1: Yeah, my dad. Uh, I, was, I came in the house one day and dad was watching that. Uh, it looked pretty good what I saw of it. But again, Pierce Brosnan and Milla Jovovich. There, it was. It was pretty good.
2: Yeah.
0: And then finally, I uh, picked up, because I liked the first one, and I knew probably the other ones are going to be terrible, but it was a Tremors action pack. It's the first four Tremors oh, movies. Okay. So I did <laughs> I liked Kevin Bacon and, and uh, Fred Ward playing the, uh, the, the lead roles in this movie. I thought it was an interesting fun movie, kind of horror movie type of thing, so right. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's all my purchases uh, uh, for movies. Um I did see a couple of things uh uh okay. this week. Um we we continued on with our Terry Gilliam uh movie thon and okay. uh Steve friend of the show, Dave Sipon and I he came over and we watched uh, Jabberwocky, his first solo uh directorial project. Um how do I put this? It, Sipon said this is his second favorite Terry Gilliam film.
1: <laughs> okay um, now did he was it did he already see it, or was this after the end of the movie, he went, "Oh my God, I think this is my second favorite Terry Gilliam movie of all time this is, well,
0: that's exactly it okay this is the first time um, he's seen it um, he He was amazed because when I start telling him the story of like you know like oh, you know, I like these movies, and then I found other movies that he directed, and I ended up collecting them all. So, I'm, I'm I, you know, I got really got into Terry Gilliam. I haven't seen these movies and I like lay them out basically because, you know, sometimes when you're with Sip On, like, we can chat all night and, like, right. you know, tell stories and, and, and do whatever, but we never really get to, like, see movies. And I'd rather just see a movie and that, right. then I don't want to chat with the man, but it's just like after a while you're telling the same stories over and over again that you, sure. you know, told. So you kind of just want to, you know, do something else. Um, so. Yeah. So I always every week now I lay all the Terry Gill movies out. I kind of put a pile of all the stuff we've seen. So, she, you know, you can see that all the ones that I know we've seen at one point in our lives. And then ones we definitely like I definitely never seen. And I I know he said he's never seen them. So he was kind of like, yeah, you know, so he, last week when when we were when we were doing this, we was it was either this or um, I think Brazil and we end up watching Brazil. Right. So I was like I was like well, you know what this week we'll we'll watch Jabberwocky since you were interested in this. And it's it's basically like a you know a a fantasy kind of movie and there's a there's a uh there's a creature that's that's uh invading this vi- like this like uh I should say kingdom. Um you know but most most of the most of the people live outside the 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 kingdom outside the castle and then there there's a town and then the basically the people that uh, own shops in the in the castle kind of control it with the king. So they kind of are in control of everything and the money. And, and you know, they're they're, of course, making all the wealth off the off the rich. So uh, the, the guy who's uh, the, the star of the show is Michael Palin. He plays a, a a person that comes in to the city to try and to the castle, basically. And and trying to make money, make a way for himself because he's in love with this girl who really doesn't care about him at all. So he ends up, you know, trying to you know impress her by being you know, right
1: because he feels like if he's rich, he she'll fall in love with him. Exactly. Right. So, it, it, you
0: know, it, it, there there was no really magic involved. The only thing that was magical was kind of like this Jabberwocky that looked like a, basically a a gigantic turkey, <laughs> as you could say. That that there was thing because I'm not going to get the the whole story it was very complicated. It was it was interesting, but you every time you see Michael Palin because he was a, a member of the uh, um, Mighty Python, right, right, right. He, right. you figured you're going to get some laughs, and there was some subtle laughs to it. There was there was some funny moments, but it wasn't as funny, you know, as, as Mighty Python. You know, like like right. so you you. You but you go you, know, you go kind of it's not a funny movie you know like like I think they wanted to take this more seriously than right. that it was but um it wasn't so but it was it, I recommend it you know if you like if you like you know sci like sorcery movies or or medieval movies about knights and all and and uh, chivalry and that kind of thing this was this was an interesting take of it you know it was it was it was worth definitely watching and I you know I kind of recommend it you know if you go. If you've seen them all and you haven't seen this one, definitely watch this one. <laughs> okay. Um all right. So, and then um I also watched um the uh the Muppets had a uh, Ween special on Disney oh, Plus. Okay. Disney's Haunted Mansion, uh, Disney's uh I forget the title of it to be honest with you. It's it.
1: um it's it's actually a Muppets Haunted Mansion
2: or something like that. I yeah. was going to watch it last night. Okay,
0: yeah, we watched we watched it last night, and it, it was fun. It was, it, you know, I mean, like if if you like the Muppets and you like the Haunted Mansion in, in Disney World and Disneyland, and I think in in some of the other parks, you'll enjoy this. I mean, it's 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 kind of like them going, th- not really going through the ride, but it's going. They have to survive a night in, in basically the Haunted
1: yeah, Mansion. What is it? It's Gonzo and uh, Pepe yeah. have to. Sleep, spend the night in a haunted mansion yeah it's like I'm assuming money
0: no it, it's it's to, to prove that Gonzo is the greatest of all time oh. and uh, <laughs> you know they, they invited everybody and it's the 100th year 100th anniversary of this guy MacGuffin which, which I, I was laughing because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing Can that you know? we've talked about over and over again yeah, it's Muppets Haunted Mansion is what it's called Disney's okay. Muppet Haunted Mansion I just looked it up um <laughs> but he he's the coffin, <laughs> and he disappeared from this like cat, let's this mansion like a hundred years ago, and the you you have to survive a night, and everybody who's gone has never survived. So, Gonzo, and it's like facing your fears is basically what it comes down right. to. It. And it's it was it was fun. It, it's it's cute. It's fun. it, it you know, it, it, you know it has it's it's the typical kind of like Muppet show. A uh, uh, style where you know, uh, um, uh, a lot of the Muppets play ghosts in this, and you know, uh, yeah. I've
1: seen the trailer. I, I want to see it because as a Muppets fan, I feel like I, I, I have to. It's only like an hour, not even an hour long. It's like fifty-two minutes. Yeah. I looked it up because <laughs> yeah. I was going to watch it last night, but I was really tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, it, it was enjoyable. I do recommend it. You know, it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's it was it was cute. Excuse me. It was a tra- traditional Muppets fair, so I don't think you'll be really disappointed.
2: Okay, sure. Right.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. If there was anything else that I did. Did, did, did? That's it. I mean, you know, there's there's other things, but they're not as like show worthy to talk about. <laughs> so, um, how about you, sir? What did you? Uh... Um, I, it was. Well, let's see. Uh,
1: this week, I picked up a Far Cry Six for the PS Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest; I can't really go too much into it because I don't really had a chance to really deep dive. And, and here's what I, here's what it is: um, you play as Danny Rejos. Danny's a female, by the way. Um, and I want to go back up when she's the main protagonist of the mo- of the game. Uh, however, they did. Modify the modify the game to be if you didn't really want to play her, they made a guy option. Mm-hmm. So, um, me, I'm I'm kind of a I don't want to say traditionalist, but I'm, I'm I believe like look if this is the game that you designed and you wanted, I'm I'm going to honor that by playing that character. I have no problems playing a female character. I think people that do are are, are harboring deeper issues than we can care to go into the show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm like i have no i' got, i've never had a problem with it but i i thought it was funny that she plays a person who dodged um stick uh s- the actor who plays Moff gideon uh in the mandalorian
2: uh-huh.
1: or um, Gus from breaking bad uh he's the main bad guy he plays the the leader of the he plays a dictator of this, think um, think Castro,
2: uh-huh.
1: all right, and he is you know dominates with, you know rules through fear, murder, human trafficking, all all those all those things while you know while while painting in a public picture of they live in paradise and everything is phenomenal, but everybody who lives there knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was ex she's ex military. You play as a person who's ex military. And it's designed. You basically are, are. I'm gonna overthrow the government and bring down him because that's what you do in Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: I didn't get. I mean, I got far enough to be able to give you like the. That's the plot of the game. The graphics because it's PS5. They're 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 nice. I'm not gonna lie. They're good. Um, the gameplay's solid. But again, they never really had a problem with. So some people like, very problem with gameplay. I never had issues with them. So, uh, you know, it's a fun game. It's out for the PS4 too. You don't, you know, all, it's for all systems basically. All systems except for Switch. Um, but that does lead me into my next thing.
2: Okay. Uh, w-
1: the new Switch came out this week. Um, oh, yeah. The OLED uh, model. And we picked it up. Um, we bought it, and uh, Stacey's playing it right now, uh, but she's playing it on the TV, so it looks kind of like how it did. I-, I don't know if there's a difference. She's shaking her head no. Uh, the difference is pretty much when it comes to hand- the handheld part. Um, it's it's got a better uh, the screen is glass. Um, it's a better resolution. It's double the memory. It's got this the-, the screen's a little bigger, and it's got, got this nice white color to it. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up, well, not only am I bringing it up because we got it, um, I we traded in our old model, mm-hmm. and that's where I have to talk. I I feel a little guilty because when we we were, we were going to trade it in, and I was like, well, we could trade it in before we get a trade boost, and you know we can walk away with you know some extra money in our pocket, you know to get other games and crap like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's Nintendo. So Nintendo doesn't make anything easy. So, we, huh. so we did, you know, we thought we did the right thing by, you know, like we backed up everything we had, there was some stuff that wouldn't transfer over. Um, but at the time you're we like, okay, well it, it, it is what it is. And it turned out it's kind of long story short, Stacy lost like 700 hours in animal crossing.
0: Oh jeez! Oh my god! You didn't get murdered?
1: (laughs) No, no, close. Um, And and she also lost uh, her, well, not all of her uh, stuff from Splatoon Two.
2: Oh my! So
1: she now has to go back to level one when she was at level fifty three before. Um, I, I there's there's jokes I can make. Like I mean, she self admittedly said, you know. She's more upset about the Splatoon stuff than the Animal Crossing stuff because she she hasn't really played Animal Crossing in, in in a while. Okay. Um, I was I'm gonna say almost half the year, maybe. Oh wow. Um, so so it wasn't like it, while it it was she compared it to like well Sean like what if you lost everything from from Destiny, a game I have not touched in ages, but I've worked really hard to get my character where it's at. And if I lost everything, I, I would be upset as well, like, as, as she was. Um, so she right now is actually playing Splatoon, um, to, Splatoon 2 to try to get back to where she was at. But see, she's playing the, I think, the story mode. Right. <laughs> um, the Animal Crossing, she actually started Animal Crossing again. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, you know, go ahead. Uh, all New Island. Of course, uh, still the same name that she had before. Right. Um, but uh she's got some new new We don't have all the old, we don't have the same old crew. We got some new people.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's got some new people. Um I th- I'm I'm not on the island. <laughs> I am, I'm <laughs> passing. This, I'm passing this time around. <laughs> uh she I got kicked I got kicked off the island Is basically <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be I cannot be part of it, and no more. <laughs> I am bad. I was like, "Fine, I'll start my own island." But I can't because we only have one switch, and you can only have one island per switch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, oh, buy myself, buy myself uh, a, a switch just so I can play Animal Crossing and have my own island. And now you won't be invited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got my
0: own island with flapjacks and hookers. Right. <laughs> you know what? Forget uh, the.
1: I'm gonna get my own island, I'm gonna get all the cool people, and we're gonna have parties, we to have some fun, and, and you won't be invited. You 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 know if you hear that loud noise as the laughing and good times to the next island over, guess what? That's us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, so uh, uh yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, also too, this week, um actually today. I went to the movies to go see um, a little film called Scream. Oh yeah, uh, it is 25 years old this year. Just to let you know, <laughs> you feel old. Um, so my sister, it was one of the very first horror movies my sister and I went to go see. You know, um, now in '96 when it first came out, I was you know younger, and she was even younger. She's 10 years younger than I am, so. I was 26 at the time. She was 16, uh, so we went to the movies. Um, and it was good because it made. What was funny is that day. Remembered? I, I, I'm sure. I'm I'm going on the assumption you have seen Scream.
0: Oh yeah, no, I I actually okay. went to the theater and saw so it.
1: Right. So did so did Danielle and I. Yeah. And when we got home, because it was like the middle of the afternoon, we saw. It. When we got home, our phone rang the moment we walked in. Her and I laughed hysterically because neither one of us wanted to pick it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like one of those like, <laughs> how funny is that? We we saw a movie where the killers using the phone, and so I, I'm watching it again, and I'm not watching it with fresh eyes. I'm watching it now with with the knowledge that there's two killers, and you know now more like behind the scenes, like oh, like. This is where, you know, Courtney Cox and David Arquette fell in love and got married and had kids. And, like, there's some nostalgia in there. And, like, you know, but I'm watching it now through a different perspective because it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. And, but I still remember, you know, the, the, there's two killers, spoilers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, they're working together to, you know, do this thing. And, and uh, the, the, Reasoning behind it's basically where to this day I can't leave a room without going. I'll be right back. Oh, like you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's where it, it's it was for its time being directed by Wes Craven. It, it was you might want to say smart because it didn't take itself seriously, but it still was a serious horror movie uh-huh. um, because it it played on the because with Jamie Kennedy's character of like, you know, you got to know the rules of a horror movie and they kind of make jokes about horror movies and the entire thing to be, and then to be involved in one, it's that it's very, it was very meta before it's time, uh-huh. you know, but things that I found hysterically funny because the movie is 25 years old is them using the term cellular phone.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. And how does it kill it? Cause, um, when they when they get ah uh, why do the names of all the characters are Skeet Oldridge, his character who to me Skeet when the first moment I saw him I was like oh bargain ba- bargain bin Johnny Depp all right because he always kind of looked like Johnny Depp a little bit like you know if it, like someone who kind of like oh if you couldn't find Johnny Depp you got Skeet Oldridge <laughs> you know because because he looks like he could fit on the poster
2: right
1: you know, so so. They're talking about, like, you know, Sydney's mom, and and I'm going to see if I can get. I wanna, I'm looking up, because uh, they're. I don't know if you knew or not, but they are actually rebooting it. Really? Scream. No. You know, yeah, they are. Um, so let's see if I can get the main cast up here. Um, obviously, Neff Campbell's, Sydney. Um, I remember at the time, Drew Barrymore was only the real big name at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and. You know, Nev Campbell, of course, was. You know, she had her we call it um, party of five, uh-huh. and 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 but the real name, the real drew, the real draw was Drew Barrymore. And you're like, oh my god, it's it's watching this movie and, and spoilers again. She gets killed off in the first five minutes of the movie. I remember with Danielle and I kind of looked over over each other, going, "We came to see this movie because of her.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> this is what's what's." because you figured, okay, she's the big name. She's the big draw. She's going to be the hero of the movie. And when you kill her off in the first, like five minutes of the movie, you're like, Oh my God, anything can happen now at that point. And now, you know, when you watch documentaries that was kind of designed that way, you know, because drew, I think was a, a producer on the movie too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of like, she thought it'd be a great idea if they, you know, it was, it was just, this is great backstory of like why they did it, but skeet ultra, which is Billy. Um, there's a moment where he gets accused of being the killer and they take him you know to 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 jail and they're like how did you get a cellular phone and i'm going how funny is that everybody's got one now like (laughs) you know and that they had to trace their records and i'm like that's that's not how it's done anymore like it was just (laughs) funny seeing them work with the technology of the day and, and being like oh we used you know cellular phone and, and we cloned it I was like I don't can they still do that like <laughs> yeah. and how did two teenage kids get the ability to clone a cell phone I'm like you know it's a horror movie you gotta go with it and then the the thinly veiled the when you sit down and you think about the actual plot of the movie have you ever actually really do you know why Billy was doing it do you remember why
0: uh, because no. <laughs> okay, all right. So Still long with that, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> we're
1: we're gonna have to go back a year in in movie time. Okay, okay? right. So, uh, Sydney's mother gets m- raped and murdered, and Sydney fingers the guy uh, Cotton Weary, who's played by at the time an unknown actor by the name of Liv Schreiber, who's on screen for maybe like thirty seconds. Right, just you know. Um, nowadays you go, oh my God, it's Liv Shriver, how awesome is that? But it's you know I, I digress. So now, of course, this is kind of it's a small town so people in the small town talk and you find out that um, Billy's parents are divorced. he brings it up and you know to her his mom, he tries using the analogy of his parents splitting up and him getting over it is cash should be comparable to Sydney losing her mom and she should just get over because they ain't having sex in like in the, in they ain't been fooling around in the past year Uh since Sydney's mom's passed away or got murdered, brutally murdered by the way. Right. So you're like, all right, well, you know, she, she's like, that's, that's how can you like, basically you're making it about yourself, dude, shut the fuck up. You know? And he's like, I know it's a bad analogy, but whatever, you know, you still accuse me of, of being the murderer. You find out that the reason why he's doing this is because his dad was cheating on his mom with Sydney's mom
2: right
0: and
1: that's and his mom found out so that's why she left his dad so but there is also rumors going about that Sydney's mom was kind of a whore uh kind of a, she was easy right. because dad was never around cuz he does whatever he was doing i don't really they don't really go into he was just always away so the rumor around town was that she was very loose, you know. So Billy and Matthew Lillard's character, who is kind of like his little lackey follower, you know. Um, why am I? Come on, where what the hell? They only give me ten people.
2: Jeez, <laughs> I fucking hate.
1: Why? Why are they doing this?
2: <laughs>
1: why? Why are they? Why? Why are they? Cutting off my balls, Ed. Cutting <laughs> off my balls. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a fucking. Uh, da, 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 da,
0: da, da. <laughs> Your balls were cut off over uh, a year ago.
1: Stewart Matthew Little's character Stewart um, is his lackey, and the two of them murdered Sydney's mom a year prior. And of course, you know, never you know they set up Cotton Weary because he was just a patsy, and then you know to celebrate the anniversary of you know them killing her mom they were gonna go on a murder spree <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know and eventually kill Sydney.
1: Um I that's kinda of where it was going. But I never really figured I never really tell you why he was so like again you killed his, you killed her mom because you were mad because uh, you know she slept with your dad and broke up your family. Alright. I mean mad sure. Murderous rage? Probably not <laughs>
0: you know
1: but it never really explains why he wants to do it to her. Like looks outside of the fact that after she had sex, it was like, because they make a big deal about her having sex, you know, being, you can't, you gotta be a virgin in horror movies. If not, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is kind of a one way ticket to death. in in these movies, right. Um, and basically the movie was, was smart enough to kind of go like, look, there's rules and we've all followed these kind of, Throughout all of the sixties, seventies and eighties and most of the nineties, these are the rules of horror movies. Like you could you didn't really need to think about it. You know, like, oh, okay, the girl's gonna fall, like, oh, there she falls, the guy who walks, the murderer the murderer who always walks eventually, however, always catches up to them as if they walk through portals. You know, it's just it's just these things were are inevitable. Right. You know, the big breasted blonde gets, you know, axed in the shower after her nude scene. You know, it's it's and because it uses that and then twists it a little bit in in the in scream, it did set kind of a precedence to horror movies going forward. Like how Die Hard set a precedence for action movies going forward after it after that came out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seemed it was it was fascinating to look at. It was like, like this little moment of history. Um, the Movie was still enjoyable. The joke still joke still landed. Um, like I said, I noticed that it was very like. The interaction between Billy and Stewart when after they kill off Drew Barrymore's character, Stewart is like getting kind of like overzealous about the jokes and all, and you can see Billy when he tells him to stop. Like you can see the look in his eye going, "Dude, shut the fuck up! You're gonna get us caught. Like you're gonna spill it, and we're gonna you're gonna ruin everything." You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and some of the like I said, still, the stuff still like works. You know, the jokes still work. The, the scares were mild. I mean, they were mild back then. Um, it was just I'm like alright I can and then think you know they made like three more after that and then turns it into a TV show for a little bit and now they're rebooting it you're just like wow really how do you how... I mean I'm I'm curious about the new version because now you have I mean with, with, with the success of Scream but also with the success of the Paranormal Activity movies um, and the, the, we call it the Conjuring films, like, horror movies have definitely changed since then. Um, I do think that Scream helped start that. So I'm kind of curious to see how, do you reinvent the wheel, or do you pay homage to the original? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like who gets to do the, I'll be right back, ha Because now what's going to happen is, anybody who does that, you're now going to, they have to change it in some way, shape, or form, because now you're going in thinking, oh, okay, well, if you're gonna have a Sydney character, it's gonna to have to be her boyfriend. And, you know, <laughs> it's gonna to have to be his best friend. You're gonna, you're gonna go in with some preconceived notions, and they're gonna to have to find a way to, to spin it and twist it. So, a part of me is kind of curious to see how they're gonna do it. Um, that's kind of that's that's what I did today. Um, was to go to the movies. I do want to see. I have not, I've heard good things about the new Bond movie. Um, I have yet to see that. Uh, I want to.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I want to yeah. see it too, but I'm like, it's like it's it's. I don't know if my wife would go see it with me. <laughs> right. So I don't know where to go. You know. So if I don't, so if I have to wait till video, that's fine. You know.
1: Right. Um, I also to um, watch the season finale of What If. Did you get a chance to watch it? Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. What if I forgot that? You know
1: what? I'll be honest. I watched it last night. I just couldn't find the, the moment in time to watch, to shave off a half hour to watch it, uh, the ending. You know, it, 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 I struggled because I was like, oh, I really do want to put some game time in. But if I don't watch this episode, I, it's going to be something. I'm going to be like, no, Ed, so how was it? I didn't see it yet. You know, it was, <laughs> I didn't, it's not that I felt like it was a homework assignment. it's felt like because I have loved the series to you know even now. So part of me is like, well, you know, you want to watch it, so just watch it. You know, it's also going to talk about in the show. And if you if you don't watch it, you already know Ed's going to watch it. He's going to want to talk about it, and <laughs> so you kind of have to you got to fall in line, son. Fall in line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. I also and we talked about it last week when with the cliffhanger of you just you have to bring in every other fucking story like one person from each story to be like oh this is how we're gonna do it to tie in all the universes into yet a one big giant universe i guess you gotta say it just it frustrated me it just feels like you know we've or you, it just feels like a macguffin <laughs> At this point. It it just it's like so this is the only way you can guys can come up with a plot is by going, Oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have the watcher go through and pick a person from this era and pick from this show and pick from that show so that way they're all, you know, somewhat familiar. Um I think the only thing that wasn't familiar probably was like the Tony and Gamora, the two of them together. I don't remember that episode.
0: Well, we um, 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 I, I kind of know what why, but, uh, okay. but, but I'll, I'll wait until you're done. So.
1: Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate the episode. Um, outside of the mild frustration of, like, of course, you got to tie it all together. Um, animation still blew me away. The whole season of animation has been, just blown me away. It's just looked really pretty in some of those things. Um, I... I the ending itself wasn't really too... I wasn't like, oh, they did that. Um, did you watch the end credit scenes too?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. You know, leads off with like a spoiler. Not a spoiler, but like a, ooh, here's a mid-credit scene. Which, you know what? I know they've gotten that's their thing. And they've brought back the, hey, let's make sure everyone watches how this movie was made. Because we're going to put a bumper in, in it. Um the bumper that they had for this one I was like uh, okay like do we have to like to me the joy of the what if series in comics was the fact that they were all standalone that you could they were like like little lunchables where you could sit down have one feel full and not have to eat another one for like another month
2: right
1: you know it was something that you ate you read when you were like in the mood and you didn't have to worry about did I miss something cause who's that person like Case in point, Gamora and Tony. And I'm like, I don't remember. I've seen every episode. I don't remember that. Did I, like, whenever? Like, I still felt like, well, did you have to bring in Party Thor? Did you have to bring in, you know, the, the, I just felt like, come on, you guys couldn't hear the Guardians of the Multiverse? Like, couldn't you just pick anybody else? Anybody. <laughs> like, this is a perfect time to bring in new people. You know, he could have. He could have brought in Baron Zemo. We all know what he looks like. He brought brought in Falcon, which surprisingly, now that I think about it, it's been kind of. You no, know, he was. In, he was in the. He was in the zombie episode. Uh-huh. Um, I think personally, they'll do anything to give Tony Stark the shaft in every single episode he's in. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like, oh, we can't get Robert Downey Jr. to actually be Robert Downey Jr. So you know what we're going to do? Every chance we get to have Robert Downey Jr. on screen, we're going to kill him off. <laughs> that way, we don't have to, you know, no one can go, that doesn't sound like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <sighs> okay, sure. I just felt like, really? Does the guy, unless you're trying to prove a point that Tony's death is inevitable in all universes, <laughs> but I just like really does he have to because some of them it just felt like we're like just cheap shots
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like like really like okay um, ultimately though I, I did enjoy not only the episode but obviously the series um, I don't even have to it's a no brainer I'll be there for season two even if they don't do the episode that they've kind of teased that they might do at the end of se- at the end of the season you know
2: mm-hmm. i really
1: don't care for them to do it to be honest okay you know i you know uh, but i mean what do you think
0: i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know, it, it basically we what you were kind of you know trying to d- dance around because you don't want to you don't want to say you hate it but you don't want to say it was really good either like that's and that's the idea and, I, and that's really what it comes down to it it, it was good in terms of the way they wrapped it together because, you know, you had your your prior episodes. You're going, well, you have to finish this out. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, we're going to get this one off and then that's it. Like, it's it's like, you knew this was coming. So it's like, uh, all right, you know, like in my head, I knew this, you know, like, okay, we're going to have, you know, Captain Carter is the, you know, the leader and then you're going to have, you know, the all the other characters and blah 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 you know and it's just right you 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 knew that that was happening you know and you were like 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 i was already disappointed going into this because i knew it was (laughs) it was it was it was was like i'm like like you said it's a one-off show it's not like these have to be tied together to make cohesive sense so it was it was very annoying to see that i'm going Yeah, I don't. I don't think Mar. I don't think Disney gets what one off. What if one offs are like I. You know, like like Marvel has to explain that better or something. Or the people that work there don't know what really what ifs were. You know, like I think like you've got to get a historian to go these what they were. You know, like like follow that format. Like you know, it's like no, we're gonna pander to the lowest common denominator, the casual. Like you know, oh, I love Iron Man because I love Tony. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, as Tony Stark, and blah blah blah, and I just love all the stuff he's in, you know. And you're like, nah, that's not how this works, right? So you you kind of, you know, so it, it was annoying that way. But uh, I mean, you know, like I said, the animation was good, you know. Like the 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 uh, it was confusing with the Tony Stark and Gamora scene, and you're going. Uh, yeah she they weren't in it you know kind of thing so i had to look it up so because i was like curious because i'm thinking i think apparently that was that was supposed to there was there was another there was another what if episode that got rejected okay or not really rejected but it was it was it was questionable so they kind of like think apparently that might be a season two episode that you're going to see to so you get the kind of like continuity of it so and i'm thinking why like what why bother at this point like you know like Right. It, you know, to me, it was actually, I enjoyed it more the fact that I didn't know what it was. Yeah, like, yeah. I was <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? Hey, there's Gamora and, and Tony Stark for some reason together. And, and then she's wearing some, the, you know, did you notice what she was wearing in the uh, episode?
1: I did not notice. Uh, she's wearing Thanos' armor. Oh, right, or, she's wearing Thanos' armor, yes. I'm assuming at some point Thanos is dead and she's probably the the, the ruler. Right. You know, she's would be. She's taking over the Mad Titan spot,
2: <laughs> right?
0: Exactly, and then you know, and Tony Stark's like one of her lieutenants, basically. And then, it's different. She's not. She's not doing the destroying half the world. Like she's she's right. trying to save the universe, and that's like the whole idea. The the two of them working together, um and that's why he mentions the blanket over. You know, the the iron suit blanket over the world, like kind of thing is his idea, you know, and that's kind of the idea of how, how this is all like, it was going to come about. Like, so it was like, it was interesting at, at that point, And like, cause the arm, the, the iron suit armor was different because it was part, some technology, I forget what the technology was they were using. But that's like, that was the idea of it to, based off of what they saw in that little scene, that's what they, everybody got from those, uh, I guess Easter eggs, as, uh, in, in it. So you, you, I forget, but it's like the one of the alien technologies that, uh, I think scroll technology or something like that, uh, that, 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 that he, the, he, got the iron suit from. So, you know, so it's, it's that kind of idea, you know, that, uh, Based off of that, that's 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 what they got. So you're going, oh, okay. So we we missed that we missed that uh, opportunity to see that uh, uh, move, uh, that episode. But then, like I said, though, going back, you're going, uh, you know, I just wish they didn't tie it back, you know, all together. Like, why why right. do they need to do this? Like, why? Why couldn't they just do a one off and just one off it all to the end? And you're going, yeah, you know what? I was satisfied. It was those great nine episodes and the like for season two. Like, granted, yeah, I watched season two. There's not like it's not like it, it shut me off going, yeah, I won't watch this. This is terrible, you know, because I'm going to go uh, Right. you know, hopefully they, they learn from this, you know, probably not because it's probably like it's the highest rated what if Marvel show ever, <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, or, yeah, know, it thing. And you're going, son of a bitch, yeah, like, and 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 the, that's the thing, like like you know, people people wonder. it's so it's like, yeah, no, that's not supposed to happen. Like, you know, it's not supposed to have all these tie-ins, and you know, like, like it's just a, a one episode. Of what if this happens, and that's it, and then you you kind of conclude, oh, that was interesting, and and you just kind of move on from there, you know, kind of thing. Now, great, like I said, some of them, I don't, I think if they made it a little longer than thirty minutes, yeah, maybe maybe be better. Because sometimes right. I don't think they're going to get everything they can in a thirty-minute episode, you know. Uh, right. Uh, you know, understanding. I'm not saying a full hour, but they do forty-minute, forty-five-minute episodes. I mean, you know, like they could definitely you know do fill that in and and make it work. You know, but what do I know? I don't work. I don't work there. I just buy their shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I I didn't hate it, but I also wasn't like thrilled. But I was I, at the end. I was just glad it was over. And not in a bad way. I was just like, okay, if I had another helping of this, I'd probably be too full. right. You know, I'm just like, okay, you guys, it was enough for me, especially when you're tying it all together. I was like, man, so we're never going to see like, you know, like, what if this or what if that? If if there's a part of me that just really hopes that when season two comes along, they just don't do it like that. I I mean, because you're trying to capture lightning twice in a bottle for me when you do, like, oh, okay, we're going to take season one and then we're going to tie it all together for a, like, a mega crossover event for the end of season two. Right. It's like, yeah, but you did that for season one. Why don't you end, like, on a quiet note, like, maybe end off, like, you know, like, oh, what if, you know, Spider-Man was uh, stayed as a professional wrestler? Do something stupid. Right. You know, like, like, or what if Uncle Ben never died, kind of thing. Right. You know, just something along those lines and then be like, oh, okay, and just, just be that. That episode, or what if Tony Stark was still an alcoholic? Let that be a, an episode, or <laughs> you know, like what if Magneto is their pet? It, it wasn't so shitty, <laughs> <laughs> <is too> shit. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: like I just and then at the end, just go like, hey, and here's this one. This one's, you know, what if the Avengers fought the X Men? You know, just, just something stupid, and I'd be like, "Okay, good night, everybody. See you in season three. Peace out." Boom, drop them like leave. <laughs> you know, and I don't want the the Uber tying. It doesn't all have to lead to a mega event, right? <laughs> where you got to get everybody like, okay, we get the, get the band together. We don't even know the players. It doesn't matter. Get them all together. We got Here is a big bad. We need them all to be together for this for this big giant fight. Why? Save it for, like, the opening of Season 2 or something. Just, uh. Like, I was just, like, pick, you know, could have just gone through the whole galaxy here. Howard Duck, you're needed. Boonk. You know. <laughs> Hawkeye, you're needed out of this universe. Because that would have been nice. Because, you know, they used Black Widow, who lost everybody in her in her world. Like, she's, like, the last person on Earth. Literally. <laughs> like, you could have given her a solid and been like, yeah, we, we brought Clint from this universe and I mean they filled they've they filled a void with Scarlet's character. You know S- Scarlet, jeez on Black Widow's character. Mm. Um by the end. I'm just like, okay, that's great. You know, good for you, Watcher. You you did you did her a solid. That's that's great. She did help save the multiverse. You know, you could have at least, you know, given her something cool.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You know, like, what if the Watcher broke his rules? Oh, you didn't see that coming to the first fucking episode. Like, the moment he said, I cannot interfere, you knew everybody in their house went, he's going to interfere at some point. He's just (laughs) doing it.
0: You know, that that was the thing. Like, like, I I actually believed it. Uh, I'm I'm one of the few people that bought that. I'm not a thing. Because, you know, it's always kind of started out that way. Like, I never get involved. Then every once in a while when they would see him, you're going wait he's not supposed to be seen like it's not like it's it's not really like the point where he's going to you know uh appear in the episode like it was kind of like a nice to see like the kind of like he's watching you know the kind of thing in the background I was like oh that was that's, right. that's a pretty cool shot but then like sometimes you'd see him and you're going uh, that's not right like you know you're not supposed to see him he just sees the stuff like like how is it the reverse like no right. like it's one way like you know, it's just dumb. But...
1: He's called the watcher, not the seer.
0: Right. <laughs> you know? Not the involver. Right.
1: <laughs> um, I, I keep my hands off. My entire existence has been, I got one job. My one job is to watch. By the end of the season, I'm going to fail at that job. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to be the worst watcher ever in the history of watchers. And trust me, there's a lot of them. <laughs> That's insane. This He's is, just,
0: this up is a... just
1: my multiverse. You should see the guy who pans down two multiverses over. He's got the G.I. Joe Thundercats era. Boy, is he in trouble.
2: <laughs> 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 uh...
1: three, three, episodes, three universes over, Star Wars. Who don't get me on the what if Jar Jar Binks was a Sith episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what if Luke fell to the dark side? <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I got it easy. I got the Marvel Universe. Shit happens all the time. But you know what? I'm so bad at this job. Like, people see me when they shouldn't be seeing me. You know, I would have liked to have drank with Thor and his friends. Did I? No, you know why? Stupid watcher! I got them rules I gotta follow. <laughs> oh wait, my job is now threatened. Oh, shit! I gotta do something. I don't break my rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like brought a the, watcher trials or something. Hey, <laughs> like,
1: like he's the watcher. Just go watch something else. <laughs> just, just go, go watch another universe. I mean, it's you got one job, watcher. You're not, you're not, you know, it's no interference. It's like. It's like finding like your favorite soap operas getting canceled. and You start a, a letter writing campaign. <laughs> like, dude, it's going to be over. It's okay. Things come to an end. It's it's okay. Your whole existence based upon watching this one universe or this one multiverse of things that could possibly happen. Or are you making them happen? Because you're like, oh, let's pose this question: What if this happened? Doink! Now let's watch what happens. <laughs> you know, maybe you're maybe you're the problem. Uwato. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: it's, like, oh. it's like, yeah, it's my job, I watch You should see the other guy, the other guy He's called the Lurker, is what he does
0: The, <laughs> the Stalker Right,
1: don't even get me talking about the Masturbator <laughs> It's the worst galaxy ever Everything's sticky
2: You
1: know, it smells, smells like sour milk <laughs> <and> <laughs> sour milk and bleach. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes that galaxy. Trust me. No one even likes that guy. <laughs> uh, yes, I watched that. Watch that. Did I watch anything else? I'm still going through my Bond movies. I'm at Quantum of Solace now. All right. Um, I you after watching uh, his first one, Casino Royale. I really and even actually Die Another Day um, the last Brazen one the stunt work the choreography on some of those stunt works really really nice
2: uh-huh.
1: like really like that whole and Die Another Day the whole car chase on the ice through the house, through the ice building I'm like that was structuring kind of cool to watch um, and then the parkour in Casino Royale them running up and down the, through the construction site it was it was neat and cool and I was really into that. Um, right now I'm in Quantum of Solace. Still, I mean, I know there's the writer's strike that happened during that one. Not my favorite. I'm kind of still confused about why things are happening the way things are happening. I, I know that it has to do with the woman that Bond love being a double agent or being... screws him over and he's on a revenge mission, but I don't remember exactly how it ties to the guy who's trying to save the I don't really remember how it ties into the big bad guy. (laughs) It's not his... Because she had a boyfriend, and he apparently was being threatened. She was being threatened, like, if you don't do this, we're going to kill your boyfriend. So she did that thing, and not only she feels kind of guilty about it, so she kind of kills herself. Spoilers. But, obviously, the blood's on someone else's hands, so Bond, of course, now wants Blood for that, and then it ties into the second movie. One of the very few direct sequels, I'm gonna say, which is kind of frustrating. Out of the 50 year run of Bond, two movies are linked together. You know, in in like direct sequels,
2: Uh
1: I'm like, all right. So why is he going after this guy again? Like, I don't. Yeah, I still don't get it. (laughs) Like, all right, I just got to get through this one, and then I get to, you know, we call it a. uh, it's not Skyfall. It's uh, is it Skyfall? Yeah, it's Skyfall. Skyfall's right. next. You know, I like that one. Javier Bardem is is a really great Bond villain. Only to be you know trumped by what's his face from Inglorious Bastards in, in, in Spectre. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm sure. And I really like. I said, that's you know, kind of like I said what I've been doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that that has been what I've been doing the entire week. All uh-huh. right. Movies, movies, games, and TV. <laughs> <laughs> but Ed, that being said, I am off Wednesday. What's coming out Tuesday?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were you picking up this Tuesday? Now here is the thing. I am going to give you two weeks worth of releases of the week. And the reason well, why play, is we're not we're, we're not, not doing, doing a show next week. And uh, so I wanted to give two weeks' worth, so that way, while I am busy doing something else next week, you'll know what's coming out. But first, we're going to start with coming out this week on releases of the week. Uh, right. The Green Knight is coming out this week on the, all the uh, major. Uh, Apparently,
1: that's that's getting a lot of good buzz. It's every time I see like an ad for it, it's been like, oh my god, it's one of the greatest sci-fi epics, or it's one of the greatest fantasy epics of all time, and I'm like, really. Okay, like it looks interesting enough. Yeah, uh, part of me wants to check it
0: out. Yeah, um, well, this Tuesday you could if you're this way. Right. Uh, uh, a lot of 4Ks coming out this week, uh, not a lot, but just <laughs> a few. Um, Carlito's Way is coming out on 4K, Inglorious Bastards, you just mentioned that, is right. coming out on 4K this week. Um, Misery is also coming out on 4K this week. And the uh, remember that Columbia Classics 4K uh, uh, Volume Two, that's getting the 4K treatment this week. Anatomy of Murder, Oliver, Taxi Driver, Stripes, right. uh, Sense Sensibility, and The Social Network uh, okay. is a the set. So uh, if you uh, if you like those movies and you want it in 4K, there you go. Um, getting the uh, Blu-ray treatment a little bit here. Um, Friday the 13th 8th movie collection is getting a Steelbook Blu-ray uh, with the digital so uh, nice. oh,
1: Steelbook Blu-ray yes with all 8 movies
0: that's right and it's it's not it's not just a Best Buy exclusive that is also on Amazon so you can catch huh. it you know anywhere
1: yeah the problem is though I mean let's face it it's only 8 movies did they not do I'm gonna be like Ed which ones are in there <laughs> I, I feel like they do obviously one two and three uh they do four uh eight is jason takes new york
2: uh-huh.
1: or jason takes manhattan um nine i don't remember which one nine, nine was but i mean i guess as not you said eight movie, yeah, eight movie that's what it so says it probably ends uh it ends with jason takes manhattan yeah. but there's two more there's like three more after that there's one of the best bad movies of all time, Jason 10, where they put Jason in the space. <laughs> you know, he he becomes part Terminator because he's got the rope half robot thing going on for, for for his mask. So I'm like, OK, well, that was Jason 10. And I don't know. Are they counting Freddy versus Jason? I guess they're not counting Freddy versus Jason. But do you count Freddy versus Jason? And there's also uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Mm hmm that's there's three right there so right. that's tw- uh, 9 10 11 <laughs> um uh, i mean no one wants to throw the remake in there so i would i would probably avoid that one right um i think there's like yeah i just feel like why are those three not being put into it
0: i have no no i'm i'm
1: fascinated it's a, a rabbit hole that i'm going to fall into <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. What else you got?
0: Uh, also coming out on a a twentieth anniversary, yep. excuse me, edition is called the Wizarding World. It's a ten film movie uh, collection. Uh, it's a twentieth anniversary. He said it's um,
1: basically on the Harry Potter. Harry or Potter,
0: or yeah. Trying to, I guess, trying to resell that. I'm, I'm I'm assuming
1: right, repackaged, resell it. It's a twentieth anniversary. So hey, we're gonna call it this. Give it a nice, some nice, fancy packaging. Charge you like eighty, hundred dollars for it. And then, uh, Bob, way of bad, Bob Jericho, you got the whole Harry Potter films.
2: There you go. Uh, all right.
0: Um, next we have, uh, this one is a Bruce Willis movie. Uh, this is a directed video. It's called The Surviving the Game. It's a man's life on his farm interrupted when a cop and a pair of dangerous criminals show up. Oh, boy. So. Uh,
1: it just sounds right up there. Willis's alley. Oh look you guys aren't even supposed to be here and now you're bad guys I have to strive to be better than who I was or I used to be a Navy SEAL
2: psycho killer
1: <laughs> yeah. and that now that you're invading my home get off my land type thing yeah. I'm gonna uh, Republicans wet dream <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is coming out?
0: Uh, then we have uh, Kochak, The Night Stalker. The complete series is coming out on uh, DVD. So, wow. like that, the, the,
1: the old one or the new one? The old one. Okay, because they they did try rebooting that with the guy who played Lestat stat in the Queen of the Damned, uh, Stuart
0: something Townsend.
1: Townsend, yeah, I think they tried rebooting it with him on Sci-Fi Channel. Now lasted maybe it was NBC. Um, whoever owns Cold Check, I think tried rebooting it with him and didn't go off too well.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, what else? Uh,
0: then we have um the Flash, the complete eighth season, on um, Blu-ray and digital and, and DVD. Um, and then
1: I, I I gotta be honest, Ed, I heard that that season I'm hearing nothing but bad things about the Flash.
0: Yeah. The, I'm sorry, it's a seventh season. Did I say eighth? I I meant seventh. Eighth. Sorry. Yeah, it's the you know, 70s. I've season.
1: heard nothing good about the last couple of episodes. Yeah. The show is completely going downhill, off the rails type thing. Mm-hmm.
2: I uh, It's probably for, for me.
1: Sh- <laughs> no, I mean, I'm... Because I've watched... General, I, I, I swear someone... You, you're going to tell me this is true or not. They actually pulled, like, lightning sabers out at some point. Oh, did they? Like, there was... It looked like they were, like, doing, like, the lightsaber type thing with... uh. Like, isn't, spoilers, I feel like I'm, I'm going to spoil it for somebody, isn't Barry Allen now the reverse Flash? No. Okay.
0: No, no, I no. saw
1: something where he no, was- No, this
0: is the-, the season where they really don't punch anybody. They just, they try and save everybody in terms uh, of talking them out of whatever they have to do. And boring. it's- Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: I'm the fastest man on earth, so I'm going to do is use my mouth to talk you down off a ledge. Right rather than just use my super speed to punch it. That translation, this, this show's bleeding money. We can't afford the special effects anymore, so you know what you got to do? Talk them out of it.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> say they, they throw a lot of special effects into it. So <laughs> I can't right. see why they couldn't do it, but I mean, and whatever.
1: We, we blew our wad on timey whiny shit, <laughs> and now we're stuck with him trying to defeat bad guys with the only power he has got left, his mouth.
0: <laughs> it's too violent. Let's bring that down. Let's talk these people right? out. Yeah, the
1: show's on at eight o'clock. There's just too much punching and too much violence going on. We go. We gotta tone that down a little bit. Just, just a little bit. You know does he have to have both hands tied? Can just have one. You know? <laughs> what if they're just? What if they're tied together, but they're wrapped around something else? So that way, when he runs really, really fast, he breaks it that way and not just vibrates through everything because he's fucking. Fast as fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh look I got, I'm got. i being shut at. let me just face through him oh I can't do that why because I might hurt something behind me <laughs> <laughs> you just figure I mean now that I think about it I mean I know he's faster than everybody but he probably would save so much time he just face through everything people cars Just, (laughs) you know, you go, ooh, it's got this chill in my spine. What the hell was that? It was the flash. Just ran right through you. (laughs) Kind of like a bad burrito. (laughs) Just ran right through you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You've been touched by an angel. (laughs) Right, right through. Just, right through. You know, like, ooh, I got touched by the flash. Lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lawsuit. No, just, uh, all right, what else? Uh, Black Lightning season four is also coming out this week. So Black uh, Lightning, Black Lightning, here we go. I,
1: not, I I have not seen an episode of the show. I want to. It's another show that I want to kind of like see how they're doing. Right. You know, but whatever. What else you got? Uh,
0: then we have the Desperado, El Marachi, and Once Upon a Me- Mexic Once Upon a Time in Mexico DVD set. So you can get all three movies as one I, set.
1: I, I love, you know what? We've talked about this, past. You don't need to see El Mariachi. You just don't. It doesn't... It's only called that trilogy because it's Robert Rodriguez's first three movies. And the second movie is a remade, re, a remade version of the first movie. <laughs> you know? I just... I feel like that doesn't... You don't need that one to be... If you're a completionist, I guess, you've you got to have it. But if you're just a fan of... The movies you don't need that first one. You just don't. You don't. It doesn't tie into the first one at all. In fact, if you watch one of them and then go right, immediately watch the next one, it auto really it just feels like a remake. All
2: it right. does.
0: So,
1: <laughs> so why? Uh, what else?
0: And finally, for uh, movies and TV, uh, Roadrunner, a film about Erithia Bardane. Uh, this one's really more for my wife than anything else. Uh, It's, uh, you know, uh, the chef, writer, critic, he's on a bunch of shows. He ended up hanging himself uh, a few years ago. And uh, so it's kind of like, like I think, like a a, a documentary based on his life. Uh, So... There you go. Uh, Let's move on to video games for uh, next week. Uh, Back to School, developed by Turtle Rock Studios and published by Warner Brothers Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC. And that's coming out Tuesday, October 12th. Then we have Disco Elysium, the final cut, developed and published by ZAUM uh, for the Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and Switch for Tuesday, October 12th. Then we have Master Crown, developed by Studio Arum and published by C Disco. Sounds right. Uh, For the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that's Tuesday, October 12th. Then we have Ori, the Collection, developed by Moon Studios and published by Xbox Game Studios for the Switch, and that's Tuesday, October 12th. Then we have Dungeon Encounters, published by Square Enix and that's for the PS4 switch and PC and that's for Thursday October 14th then we have Ju- the the juparks sorry the jackpot wow the Jackpox, the jupox the jackbox, the the jack-box, the jack-box like, party like, Oi, pa- Oi, pack 8 <laughs> developed and published by jackbox games incorporated for the PS4 ps 5 Xbox One Xbox Series S and switch and PC and that's Thursday October 14th then we have the Rift Breaker, developed and published by XOR Studios for the PS4, Xbox Series, S, and X, and PC. That's on Thursday, October 14th. Then we have Crisis Remastered Technology, developed by Cy- Crytek sorry, for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, S, and X, Switch, and PC for Friday, October 15th. Then we have Demon Slayer, uh, Kimitsu no Yeti... <laughs> <laughs> the eh, don't even bother <laughs> <laughs> the Komi Chronicles developed by Cyber Connect 2 and published by Sega for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X Switch, and PC and that's on Friday, o- October <laughs> Sorry, October 15th. Then we have NHL 22, developed by EA Vancouver and published by Electronics Arts for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and that's Friday, October 15th. And finally, The Good Life, developed and published by White Owls for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that's Friday, October 15th. All right. And that is, the, that is this week coming up. Now, next week. Cause this this is this is what I'm more excited. I'm actually sure gonna try and buy these, but like next week, uh, <laughs> okay. the week they come out, um, and I'll pay full price for some of these. Uh, and I know it's kind of you're gonna be like, why? Um, Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins for uh, it's coming out on, of course, all the you know, 4K right. Blu-ray and stuff like that. So right. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm I'm a big GI Joe fan, and uh, Snake Eyes is one of my favorite characters. I don't think it's my all time. I think Duke is my all time favorite character, but I get what I get. Um, and then they have a three pack coming out: the GI Joe, uh, Snake Eyes, GI Joe: The Origins Movie three pack collection 4K. That comes with, of course, the GI Joe, uh, Resul, uh, uh, Retaliation, and the other one. I forget what the other one was called. Um, it's not here on the on the list. So, um, but uh, yeah, so you can do all three in in a in a thing on Blu-ray or, or, or DVD if you want. Um, then we have Justice uh, coming out this week for 4K Blu-ray and digital and so on. So uh, that's uh, it's the next DC animated movie uh, coming out. Um, so they look forward Justice to
1: Justice coming out two weeks.
0: Yes, two weeks. So not okay. this Tuesday, but following Tuesday. Um, old is coming out this in two weeks uh, from the 4K and Blu-ray and all. That's that uh, M Night Shyamalan where the island, uh, the mysterious island where everybody gets old in a matter of. Um, Okay,
1: right. Yeah, it's called Old. Yep. Yeah, okay. That seems weird. (laughs) It's weird. It seems like there's no window. It's, I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to keep track of when movies are coming out.
0: In the theater and then when when it's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD? Like this next one, I'm really excited for. I don't know why. I haven't seen it, but it's got a good, like somewhat of a good cast anyway. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think The Protégé is coming out uh, this week or, or two weeks from now, uh, as I said, the uh, 19th. Um, you know, it, it has um, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Maggie Q and... Um,
1: um, Michael Keaton. Michael
0: Keaton, yeah. I don't know why, but it's it seems...
1: It, it looks really, really good. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing myself too. I don't know how... I'm, it's one of those like... Something about it, I don't know why. Why it just I, it just seems very interesting. It Looks like a good action movie,
0: right? Yeah. Um, I'm 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 thinking I'm going to pick that one up myself just to see it. Um, okay. But you know, speaking of Scream, Scream Steelbook 4K edition is coming out, uh, in yeah. in, in the nineteenth. So you know, if, if you <laughs> if, if you missed the uh, 25th anniversary this weekend, obviously, um, there you go. You can actually pick it up on uh, 4K or uh, and a steelberg version so if you're into those there you go okay. uh then we have demons and demons 2 these are all going to get the 4k treatment uh so it's it's a two pack of demons and demons 2 manic cop 2 and manic cop 3 bridge of silence these i say again these are all 4k and silence of the lambs a 30th anniversary is coming out they're okay. all 4k
1: Yeah, my sister is going out with my dad next week because apparently there's a fandom thing for of Lambs. Like the 30th anniversary, here it is in theaters again. So that's what they're planning on going next Sunday.
0: Well, there you go. And after that, you can pick it up on uh, 4K. There you go. Look at that. All right, next is the IP Man for movie collection. Uh, If you like those IP movies, you want to get them all in one set. There you go. This next one was just for me, just because of the name of it. It's Randolph Scott, Westerns. Randolph (laughs) Scott. You know the, you know it was it was a joke in uh, um, um, (laughs) Blazing Saddles. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the only reason why this is on that list. So, (laughs) right. And then the next uh, set are these are ones are blue coming on Blu-ray and they are what they call the Retro VHS they cover every once in a while I bought one or two of them and I might be buying another one Um, it's one is Casual Sex uh, the other one is Crawl the Conqueror uh, Renegades and the last one this is the one actually <laughs> the one I'm using it's called Splitting Hairs it uh, has Rick Moranis and Eric Idle in this movie and that is to me it's the. I think the last Rick Moranis movie I've seen in the theater um, oh with with Eric Idle. It's about the two of them are um they know each other. Um one it plays the like a, a um what's the word? Uh it's, it's 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 like Prince of the Pulp almost, but it's 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 like a switch of birth type of thing. Where yeah, one one they both get born at the same time. One is a in royalty and the other one is the servant's child and as they grow up you know the one becomes like kind of like a king or something like that and the other one right. becomes a servant or butler and they they find out like that in their lives that they're they're different they're they're not who they are you know like i think like one's not the royal and one's not the uh, child so they have to like kind of, kind of switch places and it's weird because they're not used to cuz they were Conditioned our lives one way, and now they gotta think the other way because they're not who they are. uh, Type of movie. It's not as funny as it sounds, (laughs) But, but it was. It was. It was like I said. It was the one of the last movies that I think I've seen Rick Moranis in in the theater. And I don't know if that was the last movie he did before he did what he did in his life by. Uh, leaving acting to take care of his family because his, his wife passed away, I think, of cancer. Right. And uh, so he ended up uh, being the, you know, uh, supportive dad. So that's why he's uh, he hasn't been in movies for such a long time or, or TV or anything. So that, you know, to me it was like, yeah, yeah for a tribute, I, I'll, I might get that one. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, the other three I'm more interested in the, the protege and uh, the snake eyes and uh, injustice. So and then finally for uh TVs and uh, movies and T V, uh, Superman and Lois, the complete first season is uh coming out on D V D. so there you go. Um then we have uh Maud. I'm sorry, I forgot what Maud, the complete series is also coming out too, so
1: <laughs> for those fans of the old seventies sitcom Maud. <laughs> <laughs> No, one, who, who remembers that goddamn show? I mean, I would be more like, you It would have been more topical, it was like, oh, look, the Golden Girls are hitting Blu-ray for the first time. That would make more sense. <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to introduce <laughs> the audience to Bea Arthur, Maude probably isn't the way to go.
0: I think it is. <laughs> 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 stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to video games there's not many video games next week uh coming out uh into the pit developed by uh null pointer games and published by humble games for xbox one xbox series x and pc and that's tuesday october 19th then we have echo generation developed and published by Coco, cucumber for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC, and that's on Thursday, October twenty-first. And finally, Dark Pictures Anthology: House of Ashes, developed by Supermassive Games and published by Bandai Namco for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC, and that's Thursday, October twenty-first. And there okay. you go. So, oh,
2: all
1: right, the uh, House of Ashes is the Dark Pictures series. I hear it's pretty good. It's a good concept. Like uh, basically, since it is Halloween time, it's October. Um, you play horror movies. Basically, um, you get to pick a character, or you are a character, and, and you it's. You're kind of like choose your own adventures games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of fun, kind of scary. Uh, if you like that kind of thing, uh, so I mean, it's and it's like they it's like uh, Twilight Zone the video game or Night Gallery the video game uh-huh. where here's a, here's the story and we're gonna get some famous people to kind of be actors in it and motion capture them and you're gonna take them on a fun ride and usually like you can play at home you can play with like up to five people I think like, right. you, everyone picks a character um, there's like a watch party thing where you can watch somebody play the game it, it's so it takes the uh, interactive funness to a say a, a better level at, that, at this point okay well, alright well um you know what's not sitting well with people? Uh, sitting well with folks, Ed. Now what? Apparently, we've talked about this in the past. Um, Disney World, Disneyland, all the Disney places—they have to kind of modernize and update some of their rides. Sometimes for the better. Sometimes because of due to peer pressure or society says, you know, we need to do better. Uh, case in point: um, Pirates of the Caribbean—they took away some of the. Misogynistic stuff, which again, not saying it's bad. Some people just say, "Well, it dishonors the purity of the of the ride itself." I'm like, "Well, does it really?" Because it's a ride that no one you should really be paying much attention to anyway. Um, (laughs)
2: um,
1: the reason why I bring it up though is they have a Toontown area with uh, a a Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride. Yeah, Um, they're changing it. Ed, are they? Yes, they are. Have you heard about this? No, no, I actually uh, haven't. Okay, you, you get like, are they like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so it's it's in Disneyland. All right. Um, let me see if I can. They're giving uh, Disneyland's Roger Rabbit ride is giving Jessica Rabbit a modern update. Okay. Ah. All right, so. Um, this one, the sultry siren, has started her own business to help save Toontown. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember going on this ride, so I'm kind of I feel like I'm I, I feel like I'm missing out. Okay, um, maybe, maybe I did. Are you, um, i I have. To, I've I've called, been on it. So it's yes. called Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin, and it's C A R C-A-R, space and Spin, which debuted in 1994 in Disneyland. And is currently described as Disneyland website as a race through Toontown in search of Jessica Rabbit. Uh, the attraction revisits the story of Roger Rabbit as he attempts to rescue his beloved wife Jessica Rabbit from the evil henchmen known as the Weasels. Now, that was the original description for the Disneyland ride. Um, while Mrs. Rabbit's initial role in the ride had her trapped in a trunk of a car waiting to be saved... The trunk has now been filled with barrels, and of the infamous Dip, uh, victim no more, apparently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, extra <clears throat> extra, Jessica Rabbit is becoming the newest private eye in Mickey's Toontown. So, uh, citing the recent return of the Toon Patrol Weasels as the main drive behind the recent sharp rise in crime statistics throughout Mickey's Toontown, Jessica Rabbit has determined it is past time for her to throw her fedora into the ring by starting her own private investigation service while taking inspiration from longtime friend and legendary tune detective Eddie Valiant, Jessica shows she certainly means business. Uh, Jessica's fabled acting career has made her one of the most recognized stars in the maroon cartoon family of performers. Now she's using her celebrity to speak out. (laughs) There's a quote, uh, Enough is enough, Jessica was heard exclaiming last week. The good tunes of our neighborhoods are afraid to come out at night and it is getting worse by the day. Those weasels are up to something big and I am going to find out what it is and put a stop to it. Watch out, weasels. Your reign of terror is over.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, (laughs) Let's see. I just for history for historical purposes uh it may, it may not be the most shocking thing to come out from who from Roger rabbit of course this isn't the first time anaheim it's in anaheim the anaheim theme park has made changes to keep up with the times and special norms as i said earlier the pirates of caribbean ride watch the wench auction section where you could take a wench for a bride to assign sign displaying auction to surrender your loot um we believe, is a quote, we believe the time is right to turn the page on a new story and the scene consistent with the humorous, adventurous spirit of the attraction, said Susie Brown, and spokeswoman for Disneyland Resort said in 2017. Um, many longtime fans of the original balked at changing one of the last attractions Walt Disney created. Um, sentiments echoed through the comments section of Disney's announcement. Uh, someone quoted as one of the last rides Walt Disney oversaw. I'm very sad they feel the need to change this. We need to what? stop shielding people from history. Why don't we just give all the pirates cell phones instead of interacting with each other? <laughs> huh. uh, let's see. Keep things, things do keep changing. They also reported this Disneyland obviously is going to change Splash Mountain to replace the Song of the South character with uh, Princess as a frog theme. Um. Marty Schuyler, the former creative executive for Walt Disney Imagineering, who worked with Walt Disney, responded, exclaiming, I can't think of a single attraction that has not, has not been enhanced and improved some over and over again. Uh, he said in a statement, change is a, quote, tradition at Disneyland, and that's today's imagine- Imagineers practice, practice. They learned it from their mentors, many of them Walt's original team of storytellers and designers, the Disney legends uh so uh of course there goes a plug on the f- you know hey roger Robert's coming to 4k uhd and blu-ray this december um so ed yeah. changing the ride <laughs>
0: I, i'll i be honest with you i mean I, I wrote it once you know and it was years ago uh i was in california and uh we we wanted to see you know kind of like all I remember is like throwing up on that ride. Not really throwing up, but you 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 felt nauseous like afterwards because it's it's one of those rides where it's like you're in the cab, you're in I forget the cab's name in the in the in the movie, and 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 you're riding around and you do these turns and it's just like and it's Toontown and it's 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 like low end of a ride, you know kind of thing. I don't even remember the premise of it. All I remember was hey, it's a Roger Rabbit ride. Let's go, you know, <laughs> right?
2: You know, you it's get like, on this hey,
0: thing.
1: I guess to sit down for about thirty minutes—not even thirty, like ten minutes. <laughs> we, we
0: were we were in line for for like like forty-five minutes, I think, for this thing because it was like it was what is type of things like oh it's roger rabbit you know let's get in it you know and it it made no sense it really didn't you know i just remember it was kind of like like an old-fashioned style ride where like you hold on to that thing and you kind of turn and the the car just kind of spin on your own its own on this track and it you would go through and and it would just turn like here turn there you know it was like a, a snake Kind of uh, track, so it was you know there was really no ups and downs on it. I don't remember, but it was just like like riding through, and it was like stops and goes, and it was herky jerky kind of a ride. And you're going, yeah, this 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 does not represent. The, this movie at all very well you know i right? think so if they tore it down i'd be like yeah no no let's no off my nose you know that they got rid of this thing because it wasn't it didn't really truly especially the technology that they had i mean they they couldn't do something better i think and then especially now they can really enhance that ride up a lot better uh you know with with, with like some 3d imagery in it you know and stuff to really to really enhance the ride so to put you know um to make those changes is just kind of all right whatever you know if, if you if you want to give her a job you know like being a detective sure okay i, I don't know if it's going to really make that move right any better than what it <laughs> is but all right sure why not you know like, like, like what i care now i like, that first when you when they were talking about the last thing that you know walt did i'm like well, it didn't work on who it, no, no,
2: right? They go go with the Pirates
0: pirate And so that's that's it took me a while to to put that together and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um yeah, it doesn't fly here in the US. That that kind of stuff. And they they changed both of them here in in California and and and, and in Florida. Um and to be honest, it's okay. It's not it's not like you know I'm outraged you know I'm like I'm like hey it is what it is you know if you if you want to see that go to Japan I, they have it there and it's still the same way I mean you know, you know like if you want that that 70s feel of of thing and you want to smoke in a park again <laughs> go to Japan <laughs> they got it there I, mean, you can, I, I just
1: kind of feel like at this point now if you go to Disney for your first time it's your first time on Pirates of the Caribbean it, it that's the ride now there's no I mean I, I just can't see like there's like an old man or a middle aged man standing at the edge of the ride go don't go on it it's not the way it used to be back in my day when they had whores <laughs> you know and that's the
0: thing like like back how in do my you,
1: day, you could buy a wench in this ride now it's all nothing <laughs> now the wenches chase you
0: but I say the, 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 because it used to be pirates would chase the girls in the, in the thing right. that they would loop around. Now it's the other way around. They're chasing the pirates, you know, with their, with their brooms or whatever, pitchforks. Right. And then that, that, that's the scene is there's the car big red now. She's like now become the big thing. She used, she used to be the prisoner that the, 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 uh, um,
1: right. She was the one they were trying to buy.
0: Right. You know, type of thing. Now she's like a pirate and she's trying to sell, like b- booty or whatever, like type of thing, and you know, and you said booty. Booty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's selling her booty, so she's <laughs> <laughs> still a tramp.
0: Still a tramp. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's like stuff they found on the island or whatever, Tariq or whatever it was or Port Royal <laughs> that they're right. they're burning. So you go, you go. All right, you know, it's 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 not real true pirate, piratism, I guess you could say, like. You know, like, like the other, the other one made more sense. And you're going, uh, but I'm like, all right, you know, from iron times, you know, women are not objects, blah, blah, blah. All right, great. Okay. It's, it's, I I get it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Let's do this. Let's make this change for the better and, and, and do this. But, you know, in, in your head, you're going, you know, like back up for people, especially people been on that ride, you're going, yeah, it's not, it's not as interesting, you know? <laughs> it, oh Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, it's an older ride, so you kind of – you go for nostalgic reasons for it, you know. And right.
1: That Jungle Cruise, you didn't really go on there for the thrill ride. You went on for the bad jokes and the nostalgia of it. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I got it. And then you it's just cool. move on to the next thing. And like I said, it's its not like you know, because they made changes, it's terrible. I mean, I still go on it. I mean, it's still Pirates of and Caribbean. We were just talking about that. I, I like going through Pirates just because on a hot day – you go inside the waiting uh-huh. line and it's cool in there. Like they have this right. cool cause I guess cause of the water that's in there or whatever. It's just like cooler. So like as soon as you get in an entrance, you're like, you know what? I don't mind if this is a 45 minute wait. Like I'm, I'm being cooled right. down like in this, in this line waiting for waiting for the, uh, you know, waiting to get on the ride. And then I'm like, I-, I feel better for it. Like, because we were talking about, like, fast passes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, that's the ride I don't really mind waiting in line for. Because it was like, you get you're in right. there and, like, oh, I get to cool down for a while? Oh, this is awesome. You know, I'll lean against the wall? That's all right. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be better if they had chairs in here. <laughs> 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 you know, I thought I, I, to- I, I Can I
1: get a ride before I go on the ride? <laughs> yeah. Just put me in one of those little ball chairs that they have in the Haunted Mansion. You know, I'll just sit down, just sit there. it's like, look, here's a preemptive ride
0: before you ride. Let's see, they just they just they put you in the ride, you know, they they line you up and then you get on one cart off the one ride into the into the boat and then you're, <laughs> you're good to go, you know.
1: Just take it one step further. Just have the little pod fall right into the boat that you're
0: riding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think of that. There you go. There, there's a good idea.
1: Completely automated. Sooner or like later, it's going to be like you're going to you're going to buy a po- an all day pod, and you're going to ride that pod through all the rides.
0: <laughs> it's going to it's going to be like Wally. We're going to be these fat people,
1: right? Or it's going to be like Jurassic s- World. S- screens on our faces,
2: the- and <laughs>
0: right, we <laughs> these tubby people in this pod. <laughs> everything's going to
1: be like a virtual experience where you just have to watch the screen, and <laughs> everything's happening on there. And you're like, I went to Disney World, man. Who? I'm going back next year. It was great. I sat the whole time, watched screens left and right. ooh, explosions <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't even want to leave my chair <laughs> they even had and guess what best part about it privacy screens so in case I had to go poop. I just pulled the screen across seat turns into a toilet <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i advi-
1: I advise you to do it right before uh, it's a small world don't. <laughs> 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 it just takes you through every single ride in the park. One ticket, you know, one one show. It just, it just, it's a people mover. It's a people mover ride that rides, moves you to each ride. That's it. It's genius. Disney, get on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so, I mean, you know, like I said, though, going back to what, what the original idea, idea was, they're going to make changes, you know, and they're, and they're always going to make changes. And it's like, you know what... It doesn't. It doesn't affect in the least. Like the overall. Like you know, it's it's you're gonna go on a thrill ride. You know, like pirates is just more nostalgia, and a lot of it's still the same. I mean, now like you go on it, and it's it's got. Um
1: it's got Captain Jack Sparrow. and right. it, It's got Barbosa. In right. It, it's
0: it's got the movies in there, so it really kind of amps it up. So you're going, oh, the movies, and you go, you see the different characters and stuff like that. And it, I mean, the newer movies that are not in there, but you know, the the, the original trilogies in there. And then they tried to put in, um, uh, they did try to put in uh, one thing after four. I can't think of the guy's name, the the pirate. Uh, the the father I couldn't think of his name but it's it's, it's the fourth pirate movie. Um,
1: oh, uh, um a Dead men tell no tales. I think,
0: yeah, I think so. And the 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 male pirate in there, you know, and and I think they try to put the harbor harbor the bar I can't even pronounce his name now. Okay. Harvey Bardem's character in it in, in the latest iteration and it just didn't work out they don't they they just kind of forgo those now like it's just like oh whatever you know and they just kind of move on and it's more like I said it's still back to more than the nostalgic of it than than trying to put new you know a new take on it because they can't really update it too much without like closing it down and at right. this point to um, um, they're not going to do that you know right? Yeah. not until at least the, the next 16 months I think it is uh, when they do the uh, f- the fiftieth anniversary is over, because they're not going to shut anything down, right?
1: Yeah, you're not gonna do anything. Everything's right, perfect for the sixty, the fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> wow, I, w- I
0: wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far because there's still stuff that's got to be fixed and and built and <laughs> and well, uh, you, know, you, yeah.
1: you take you. It's like everything's right where they need it to be for the fiftieth anniversary, and then the day that it's all over it's okay back to business we're gonna we're gonna do this now or we're gonna do that and we're gonna change this or we're gonna add that it's just it's a business mm-hmm. it's a business and they had in order to keep making their money they gotta keep being relevant yeah it's you know you can't blame them no you know from for making changes to rise but people just people just don't understand shit like it's frustrating when you go like that's not how the world world works person you know. Well, I
0: mean, like I can I say, going back to the real quick to the, uh, uh you know, the pirates is, is that, you know, like you're not you're not you're you're trying to represent something that is, you know, like more fair to the sexes. And you're going, you're right. And I'm not saying it's, it's a wrong thing to do, but you're going, that's not how it really worked. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that back then. The, like. Like this ride is kind of somewhat historically accurate. And that's the idea of it. That's like, like Walt's vision was this is this, this, that's the idea of it. It's not like he's being, you know, misogynistic or racist or whatever. That's the way the world was like, it's not, you know, like it sucks. Yes. But, but like to, to make it more equal for everybody back then, it's just like, that's not how that worked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're, you're, you're taking, you're racing something and saying they that didn't really happen and this is this is the way it is. And you're going, you know what, all right, you know for 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 like for the newer kids and you wanna you wanna give them a positive image, fine, that's great. That's a good idea. You know, let let's let's you know let's you know let's let's not make this a, a man society or whatever. That's fine. i you know, I agree with that. But it's it's just like if you if you look back though and go, you know, here's how history really was you know, a lot of people are going to be like, what? Like, kind of surprised. You know, like the newer generations are going to come up and go, that's not how it was. It's like, no, not even close. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a guy, Hitler, you know, put a lot of Jews in the front thing, didn't like the black people. Right. You know, there's a lot of racism going on. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, you know, it's, it's happened. I, we're, you know, it's, it's very regrettable. You know, when we're not all, we're not all proud of this moment, but it happened. And, you know, like, like, Again, I like grant show showcasing it's not really a good thing either, but you're going, if you, if you like, kids love pirates if for some reason, you know, they're fun, you know, like, <laughs> they raped and pillaged and stole and, <laughs> and destroy people's lives. But, you know, that's make them fun, you know. And, th- and that's what Disney's trying to do. And it's just like, now you're really, like, you know, I, and so that's what makes me going, you know, I don't really have a problem with them changing it because that's like, you know, they're they're taking something that was evil that people seem to, like, be drawn to that, you know, like, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to make it too evil because you're one, like I call, disney it up and, and make it for everybody, you know. So that way it's not like you know upsetting to some people so you're going oh i get why disney did it and you're going i don't really have a problem with it you know let them let them do what they want it's their park it's their rights if they you know pe- people people can always talk with their money you know it's saying like that's what we always tell people if you don't like it, you don't have to buy into it you don't have to you don't have to go there you know type of thing you know it sucks because you know a lot of people talk like highly of it and going like me you know like going it's awesome you gotta go it's great you know but it's just like you know you can stand up for your beliefs and go yeah I'm not giving Disney one more dollar of my money you know until they change it back to the way it was and you're like that's not happening <laughs> just go <laughs> have a good time
1: <laughs> right
0: yeah, so, but that's I digress.
1: Right, well, let's see, um, what else I got here, Ed? Um, all right, we talked about the new, um, we talked about the new James Bond movie a little bit briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes to no shock, but Daniel Craig admits he'll be incredibly bitter when new James Bond is named. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the actor stopped by the Graham Norton show to talk about 007 Swan Song, No Time to Die, ar- 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 just arriving this weekend. Uh, Daniel Craig is happy he was able to say goodbye to James Bond in his own way, which he did not think was going to happen. Uh, in a recent appearance, like I said, on the Graham Norton show, Craig said that for a while he believed 2015 Spectre would be his final time playing the iconic Secret Agent. Uh, here's a quote I thought that was it, and I'm really, really happy that I was given the opportunity to come back and do No Time to Die. Uh, because we've sort of wrapped up a lot of the stories, it's just a chance to come do one more that was wonderful Um, bidding the legendary character farewell that's been a bag of emotions Craig said, noting that playing Bond was 16 years of his life Uh, it's been incredible to do these films it's very emotional, I'm glad I'm ending it on my own terms I'm grateful for the producers for letting me do that Uh, but I'll sure miss it I'll probably be incredibly bitter when the new person takes over Um, when Craig wrapped up his fifth final James Bond film back in 2019 he gave an emotional farewell to the cast which was taped and used in the new uh, Apple TV documentary being James Bond Um, so uh, I mean obviously you're going to be replaced next I I mean I guess the big question is who's next (laughs) <laughs> who's 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 stepping up? You know? When do you uh when when do you they did say they were gonna name a new James Bond next year, so twenty twenty two is gonna be the new Bond announcement, which you know they always make a big deal out of, and then it'll be somebody either we all know and hate or somebody we don't know and don't like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I like when I, I always say like once when's, when's it when's it like because I know that a couple times that they you knew that like, a new bomb was coming like especially when Daniel Craig and I remember a couple times going when the, when is it like too soon like <laughs> like kind of thing because I think there was one port that that uh, uh, um oh god um Pierce Brosnan I think was was thinking about maybe doing another one you know like really yeah like. After after the his last film, like, he thought, like, yeah, you know, I'll just wait wait it out to whenever they have the script ready and, you know, whenever they have the, you know, production and they're going to move on to the next, you know, thing. And then I'll get a call. And then all of a sudden they're, like, they had a conversation with it going, well, thanks for your time, you know, that was it, you know.
1: You're out, this new guy's in, right?
0: You know, like we want to go in a different direction, and you know, we feel that you know you you know you've you've did your part, and we appreciate you. Blah blah. So it was like, I mean, like, like you'll never know because it's like unless unless Pierce Brosnan comes out and becomes like like a nasty prick and you know going you know this is you know, <laughs> this is what really happened when I uh, you know I mean right. he has fond memories of it you know like the he was. You know he he talked about like I think he was like the last Bond that saw uh Couple of broccoli alive when you know right. when you know I forget what movie it was it might, I think it might have been Tomorrow Never Dies I think it was the last film that they did together as a you know so, yeah. as a Bond you know uh, producer type thing and you know you so you know he 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 does talk finally especially after the part thing and he continued on and you know especially with his wife and and the uh, will the guy Wilson I forget his first name. Um, but the the two of them kind of took over the reins and 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 you know built built what it is, you know. So you 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 know thing, and then all of a sudden, like you know, like Daniel Craig got announced, and you are going, wait, what? You know, like and and it, it, I think it was a couple years, you know, like like between the two, and you are going, wow, that took forever. So now you are going, you know, like when the, when the when the Blu Ray drops, is that is that when we'll get the the word you know kind of thing <laughs> you know like or or, or they do they want to have like that moment of of uh uh, uh of um what's the word I'm for? The morning period yeah like yeah <laughs> so that that way they uh they they don't feel uh, uh you know like like thanks your craig all right and now <laughs> right. the next bond is this person you know because uh, that's the thing like it, I think anybody who takes the thing, I mean, like we always, we always kind of play, you know, uh, you know, what ifs, you know, scenarios, and who be Bond? I know you, you mentioned Idris Elba, would be your pick for Bond. Right. You know, I don't think he'd, I think he'd do a good job, so it wouldn't be, you know, too horrible. But I just, you just wonder though, like the commitment you you now have to face because you know it's going to be a multi-picture deal. It's not going to be a one-off deal I mean like I imagine the first one will be because it's like well if you suck as Bond we don't want you back right
1: (laughs) I I do want to take a moment since I do have all the Bonds in my voodoo collection I want to say Die Another Day which was Brosnan's last one was in 2002 and then Casino Royale was 2006
0: right so it's so it's like four, years. four years difference, you know, like maybe you know three, you know, when they they announced it right. and filmed and all. So you're going. There was a three three year period that you're going. Well, they usually, usually, like they, like I mean, the first first few bonds were every year, you know, kind of thing from sixty two to sixty five or sixty six or something like that.
1: Yeah, it almost was every other year. Like, like Doctor No was sixty two, but then Rusher Love was sixty four. And then Goldfinger was sixty five. So yeah, it did it did come across as like, oh every other year or every two years.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then there was that there was that rush of um there was a there was a gap I think between uh, uh Brosnan and uh, Roger Moore. I think there was like a seven year gap. You
1: know. Well, between Brosnan and Roger Moore, you had Timothy Dalton. Oh right.
2: Between so sorry the, between
1: the, <laughs> the, yeah, were, you can say like yeah between eighty five which was uh, his view kill was his last time to goldeneye which was nineteen ninety five yeah there was a gap <laughs> the <laughs> gap of two movies <laughs> but I think I
0: think I think what you would call it, so it eighty nine was his last one uh, yeah eighty nine was his last one that yeah so eighty nine and ninety five I mean, that's a six year gap that yeah. you had that you kind of go.
1: Well, because it's because they were... I mean, it's just we're talking about it. They were struggling. How do you bring Bond into the modern era, basically? Because, like I said, watching all of these films made me realize, I'm like, wow, that that does not play anymore. Like, that does not work. That you can't have... Like, I mean, there's a moment where Pierce Brosnan's... I think in GoldenEye. I think it was not GoldenEye. Or, uh... He was hurt, and he basically uh, – the world is not enough. There it is. It was the world is not enough. He gets hurt. He gets His shoulder gets hurt, and he forces the female doctor or coerces the female doctor into getting him to clear him or, and by having sex with her. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was so inappropriate. But that's nothing compared to if you go back to the Connery era where he's like – where he tosses one woman just out a window – to help you know the when, when another woman walks in <laughs> or smacks one on the ass just for this this, this year just because he could like think that's that that would never
0: yeah he said there's that. there's Roger Moore ones there's one where he's you almost think like he's forcing himself on, on the woman yes and you're going well that's uncomfortable <laughs> you're watching yeah, this you're I, like I think,
1: watching, I think it happened in the View to a Kill where he was um, f- uh, he, no no it's, it's probably Solitaire um, in we call it live and let die he basically seduces um what's her face uh, solitaire slaved by fuck um what's her face oh
0: um
2: shit Support,
1: um I'm, I'm looking I'm looking right at it uh Jane Seymour yeah she's, like, she's a virgin and he seduces her with willy nilly like just and and that's how she loses her her ability to what do you call it uh, um uh, read the tarot cards <laughs> right. and he manipulated that too because he had he walked in and had a whole bunch of like they were destined to be lovers but he he actually had a whole deck of cards which no matter what card she picked it was gonna be like it was i'm like dude you completely manipulated her right <laughs> it's like you just go and watching it going wow it's it's amazing like how times change from how we view things like back then i was like oh that's so funny like oh look at him he you know he he got what he wanted, and moving on, and now I'm watching, it going, that would never work. That that's that's wrong. Like I feel like I've grown a little bit as a person, recognizing, going, oh, you can't do that. That's 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 incredibly inappropriate. Huh. <laughs>
2: like,
1: uh, I don't care if you're a spy extraordinaire, James Bond, with all the cool gadgets. That's 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 sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's a that's that's a no no. Right, should not be allowed. Right, shame on you, Bond.
0: <laughs> so so uh, yeah, so you know, I bring up the whole point of this one.
1: Well, the whole point was that he said he was going to be bitter being Bond, you know. But you were like, uh, oh,
0: the weird. announcements and all. How long it took? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. So you yeah, so you go you go how far to they, like, you know they you know you said next year so you're going is it going to be january february like you well, be...
1: i mean, probably i you know and i guess it depends on how well how longer how much longer the pandemic shit goes i think um, he the movie did pretty well i mean it didn't do as well as they expected it came close to what they were hoping i think it made like 85 million dollars this weekend. I think they were hoping for a little bit more.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I don't think they were. I don't think they were shooting for a hundred million. Um, I think they were hoping for maybe just a little bit more than the eighty-five he got. Um, but overall, I mean, it's kind of to be expected. I mean, it's an old property. Some people, like my sister, was talking about it, and she wants to see it. But she's like, "Do I need to see the other Bond movies?" And I'm like, "Not really. I mean, you might want to watch the Daniel Craig movies, the last four that he did." Only because it it plays on the same theme, you know, like the first you know Casino Royale plays into well the
0: they Quantum all do. They, it's this thing they they all play into each other. That's the yeah they
1: do in one one shape or more, But you don't have to like it's like I always kind of not I kind of smile fondly when they mention that Bond was married. You know, in up until um, Daniel Craig's era because they kind of rebooted him. Like, he just got his double-O status in Casino Royale. So I'm like, okay, well, if, you, if you're if you going to start somewhere, you should at least watch the Craig's movies. I mean, it's only four movies. You know, in a couple weeks, you can get through them. Um, you know, especially, like I said, because the way they they paint this overall picture that pays off kind of in Spectre. You know, you're like, oh, okay, that's where they're leading up to that. And that's why I'm I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle... You know, no time to die. Because if it's supposed to be like the culmination of the four movies into one big, like, ooh, thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. I do not know, it So, right. You got anything else you'd like to add? No. Oh. Okay. Because the reason why I'm bringing this up is um, here is this wild fan theory, theory all right? To tie it into Bond, ready? You've seen the movie The Rock, right? It's Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Somebody has this wild fan theory that James Bond and the rock that that shot that Sean Connery was actually James Bond in that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: OK, he, this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It's a fan on Reddit believes they've proven the fan theory that 1996 is The Rock isn't just an action thriller, it's a James Bond movie. <laughs> um, okay, a Redditor uh, apprehensive test 26 marked the 25th anniversary of The Rock's release by examining context clues from the film. Um, Sean Connery's six of in clues from the film Sean Connery's six official Bond films and actual world history to make a case (laughs) they also linked a YouTube video from Pentex Productions that explains the theory as well but wrote trust me when I say that no one has looked at this theory in in this much detail and there is way more evidence than people think alright so um (laughs) right. so directed by Michael Bay um, the Rockets star Sean Connery is John Mason, former SAS captain renowned renowned as the only inmate to ever escape from the federal prison on Alcatraz Island. Uh, Mason is recruited and to join a band of Navy SEALs to slip into the island and defeat a terrorist threatening to destroy San Francisco with missiles. If he hasn't paid, if he hasn't paid a hundred million dollar ransom for the civilization civilians on the site. So that's the plot. All right. Um, Connery debuted as Bond. Here's here's the theory Connery debuted as Bond in 1962, Dr. No. And a line of dialogue in The Rock states Mason was incarcerated on Alcatraz in 1962, escaped in 1963. All right. Hmm. So, but Dr. No ended with Bond destroying the title villain's headquarters in Jamaica and drifting off with Honey Rider rather than join CIA contact Felix Leiter, who brings the U.S. Marines to mop up the operations. Okay? <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: The theory posed that in, this con- in the confusion, Bond was, was then captured by a Navy patrol and being undercover with no credentials, was sent to prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right,
1: all right, wait, hold on, it gets better. In the next Bond film, From Russia With Love, there's a line of dialogue that Bond went missing for six months after that adventure. The time Bond as Mason would have been behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeez, okay. The Rock also notes that Mason was re-imprisoned which by apprehensive test reckoning, that's the guy who did it, had to have been no earlier than 1972 when Mason was on, on a mission to retrieve a microfilm full of secrets. <laughs> they wrote we know what john mason was doing between 63 and 72 he was being james bond <laughs> <laughs> he was also in san francisco in 1971 according to the finale of diamonds are forever connery's last official bond movie
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so then the theory the theory continues to post that Bond's intended the mission to retrieve the microfilm as his last act before retirement was captured and gave the code name Mason to the authorities. Other Bond films have established that MI6 will disavow any knowledge of captured agents, so Bond was left on his own devices. Okay? So wait, so now it ties in, never say never again. Huh. Connery's seventh outing as Bond is excluded from this account, quote, because it's not an official Eon film, and takes place in a different continuity, Unquote. Also, the Bond film starring George Lazby, Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton, and Daniel Craig are regarded as each happening in their own continuity as well, so they're all not tied together. So that's his argument saying that that's why... <laughs> that That's it. That's his whole theory. I'm like, no. I mean, I... I love the raucous movie and Connery's great in it but I don't I don't think uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't think it people want to believe anything
0: that is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard I, I agree that is, this is almost as dumb as like that I think we talked about this like years ago with that, that Jar Jar Binks was a Sith
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh. uh Ed? yes okay do you remember the, the that '70s show? Yes. What would you think of it?
0: It was a, it was a good show. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't watch it religiously, you know, kind of thing. I like but it. I mean, I've seen a lot of episodes, and I thought it was a really good show, and uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Why?
1: Um, well, do you remember they made a kind of a spinoff of that called the '80s that '80s show? Yes. And it completely bombed.
0: Yes, completely.
1: Uh, I don't know why it didn't work. I guess nothing was funny about the 80s. I I don't know. (laughs) Right? Um, Well, Ed, um, let me just do this. Uh, uh, um, Come on. Well, that 70s show is getting a 90s-themed spinoff at Netflix. (laughs) Well, I think they learned from their mistakes, I think, here. Uh, Netflix announced that that... Announces that '90s show. It's a spinoff of the popular Fox sitcom that '70s show with two original cast members already confirmed. All right, really? Uh, yep. That '90s show comes from the creators of the original Fox sitcom Bonnie and Terry Turner. So far, only two of the original cast members have been already been confirmed to return to the series. Get ready. Kirk Kurtwood Smith, who played Red Foreman, and Barbara uh, Deborah Joe Rubb, who played Kitty Foreman in that '70s show. Um. According to the Hollywood Reporter, producers are hopeful that other members from the original cast will make guest appearances in the new series. Uh, Netflix has already ordered 10 episodes of the spinoff series with uh, Grant Mettler serving as showrunner. Um, let's see. Uh, they go on to that 70, that 90 show will take place in 1995, and will follow Leah Foreman, the daughter of Eric and Donna, over the course of a summer as she visits her grandparents in Point Place, Wisconsin. Uh, the original series aired in 1989 and ran for eight seasons of Fox, chronologically misadventures of a group of teenagers in the 70s. All eight seasons were available to stream on Netflix, but they exited the streaming platform in 2020, just to so let you know. Uh, the eighth and final season of that, that seventy Show aired in 2005, though it is notoriously hidden among fans of the series. Uh, the series lost two of its main lead that, that year, I think, Grace and Kutcher... Uh, At the start of the season and as the two actors left to pursue other careers in film, uh, Grace's Eric Foreman was written out of the show at the end of season seven as the character left Wisconsin to teach in Africa. Uh, But Kutcher's Kelso appeared in the first four episodes of season eight before the character departed for Chicago. However, the finale was well-received and saw the entire cast reunite, reunite on the New Year's Eve in 1979. Uh, here is the official description, Ed. Ready? Yeah. Hello, Wisconsin. It's 1995, and Leia Foreman, daughter of Eric, figures make sense because they're, they're, they're Star Wars fans, uh, Eric and Donna, is visiting their grandparents for the summer while she bonds with a new generation of point-place kids under the watchful eye of Kitty and the stern glare of red. Sex drugs and rock and roll never dies, it just changes
2: clothes. Huh. huh. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you watch the show?
1: I loved that show. That show, me. I I and I religiously watched it. Oh you did? I, I, I loved it so much that I actually have the whole series on DVD. Get out of here. Uh, no, okay. Show's over. Bye, folks. No, <laughs> yeah. I bought it all on DVD. Um, it's also one of those ones. I'm, I, I, I feel like, uh,
0: like I, I yeah. am. Huh? It's, it's one of those. It's one of those p- puzzle pieces that just doesn't fit. It really doesn't. Every once There's in a while, out. you you throw a curveball when you go in. Yeah, and I like like Star Trek. Yeah, you know what? When, when it came out, the Next Generation. I didn't watch it religiously. I was too busy with like girls or whatever. You know, made some right. like, you know, make some crack or whatever. That's every show, watch it religiously. Like <laughs> I mean, like, I'm
1: sure that towards the end I probably didn't watch like every single episode when it came to like season seven or season eight. Especially when you knew that when everyone started getting really, really big and you knew Ashton Kutcher was going to be leaving soon and and I thought Eric Foreman, I thought the kid was a toe for greatest. I thought he should have he could have wrote it out for one more year, but once once two of your main characters leave a, a sitcom, it's hard to it's hard to keep going,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. So, like, I'm not surprised that they that they canceled it after the eighth se- eight, the eighth season, or or finished it off at the eighth season. But I mean, yeah, I watched it pretty 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 nonstop. Um, I thought the show was hysterical. It was very funny, and being a kid, I mean. I was a child in the seventies, um, but I thought it was funny watching the show. You know, I mean, I didn't think the eighties show was funny and that was my era. I guess I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't that's when I would have been a teenager. So I, I don't understand why I didn't think it was funny. Maybe it was just the writing was bad, but I thought that '70s show was really, was very funny, especially when you're look with, when you're looking at the contrast of, of how life was in the seventies to when the show was in the, in the nineties, like, um, also, I thought the cast was really good. I thought it was very funny. Fez, you know, I say good day, good day, sir. <laughs> I say
0: good day. Like, there's just I use that. I I use that a lot still. Right,
1: right. There's just certain things that that, that stuck with me like, through the show. Um, I remember when they did finally see Star Wars. It was it was it's funny, you know. Um, Kiss, you know, like there's just Tanya Roberts was in it. You know, it was like you know like a Bond girls as as Midge. Right. You know, it was just it was. The show was actually was was really good and really well written and, and funny, and I I really appreciate it. So when it, the opportunity to get it all on DVD at the time before Blu-ray, I I snatched it up. Um, I'm kind of jealous because the Blu-ray edition of it has like this definitely the '70s themes like Kiss logos and stuff on it. like, like they really nerded it out. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's such a, a nice set sniff <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
1: like, I don't know if I'll go back <laughs> you know like maybe if I catch it on sale like, I don't even know if it's on voodoo like, maybe if I catch it on sale but I don't know um, I'm curious now I-, I feel like with the new one uh, well Ashton Kutcher had a TV show on Netflix for a while it was called The Ranch um, and then he had Danny Masterson on it too The kid, the other kid who played Hyde from mm. that 70s show. However, he's been indicted on rape charges you know, um, recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So chances are he's probably not going to make making a guest appearance unless he's proven innocent of the crime, the allegations that are against him. Um, so I can see Ashton being on the show because, I mean, let's face it, he's, I don't say he's not doing anything, um, but he's... He, I, I think he'd be okay coming back. Um, I'd be curious to see if to see him and Mila Kunis would be kind of interesting to see them together, see if they're still together on the show, because mm. they're married with kids in, in real life. So it's it's kind of funny to see the two stars who were boyfriend and girlfriend on the show actually fall in love and be married many years after the show was off the air, but it's still kind of like, oh, that's cute. Do we get to see him be on husband and wife on screen now? <laughs> or or not? Like, um... What do we call it? Um... Girl played uh, Lara Prepon. She played Donna. Uh-huh. She went off to star in um, Orange Is the New Black for a long time. Um, she just recently left. It's weird how I know this stupid shit. She just recently left Scientology.
2: <laughs>
1: huh. Yo. So I mean, maybe she's not doing anything. Maybe she could use that 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 ninety show, uh-huh. um, especially if she's going to be the mom of the lead character right like she's got to at least pick him up pick her up you know um it'd be interesting to see topher grace back i mean i always liked him i like him as an actor and i th- i did feel like at the time it was like i th- david caruso always pops into mind when i think of topher grace david <laughs> caruso being the guy from um nypd blue They got real fast, and it's like I don't need TV anymore. Like a movie star, and then his movie career flopped. (laughs) I just kind of feel like toe for great. I he kind of skirts that area because you know you get him as. I mean, let's face it. He wasn't the greatest Venom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't the greatest Venom? Who was worse than him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) just just saying. I mean. (laughs) I mean, for the first time, Venom being on screen, they they didn't know what they were doing. It was a different time, Ed. It was a different time. (laughs) I'm I'm willing to overlook some of those glaring mistakes. What are you going to do? Even even Sam Raimi admitted that he didn't want Venom in the movie because he he bowed to peer pressure. (laughs) So I I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be a redemption arc for him (laughs) in the new Spider-Man movie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so I mean I guess with the exception of, of Danny Matheson I I feel like I see okay the kid who plays fez um he's on NCIS now Really Yeah he's been on it for a few years now Um wow. he did uh, after he did the 70 show yeah I think he did a couple stuff and then he he landed in um they made a TV show for From Dust Till Dawn, <clears throat> and he was in that for a while. Um, and not, and it's not a comedy; it's like an action horror genre. And then he most recently—I don't know how long—I would say last three or four years, maybe. I feel like it's been four years that he's been on NCIS as like uh, taken over, like after they got rid of um, they got rid of after the guy Tony left they needed to replace him and they got the kid who plays Fez and he's really good at it too because he's not a Valderrama Valder I always, forget how, I always butcher his name uh, Wilmer Hi. um, but yeah he's pretty good on that show too I've watched it a few times and I'm like when I first saw it I walked in I walked through the TV I was like Fez is, a, Fez is an NCIS agent get the hell out of here you know? shoots a person I said good day
2: <laughs> <laughs> he'll
1: always be that kid to me. That I said good day, you know. And and no matter what he does, I kill you. I said good day.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you know, but I mean, I guess you could, you know, make a walk on. Sure, why not? You know, it'd be interesting to see where they were, where they are, thirty years, twenty years later in life, right. <laughs> just for one episode i don't need to see a whole series about it, it just give me like an, an episode or two i mean look well did you see uh fuller house on netflix
0: uh i try to watch it and i like i mean i wasn't like
1: <laughs> you weren't really a full house fan were you what were you a Full House fan? As yeah, well, oh, so yeah, I watched that
0: religiously. <laughs> that, that, that I watched religiously. No, I, but you know, because
2: I think it was like Cut the time. It what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it says because I know what that is. And it's just, right? Yeah. And <laughs> anyway. Um, I I mean like there's there's moments in time where you go you know what I I watch more TV than I, I I care to admit or like and, and, and not that I don't like I like watching a lot of TV so that it's not like that but it's, there's there's certain things you watched and you go and yeah I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I watched that show you know <laughs> like and that's that was one of those shows because it was like it was that run of like like you know Bob Saget you know like this this. You know, and, and you see him now, and you're like, yeah, that is not Bob Sackett that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that crew bastard. You know, because it was like, you know, he was, he was like that friendly, you know, face that, you know, when when he especially did that, you know, uh, um, America's Funniest Home Videos. And then Dave Coulier had one after his show <laughs> that he would do. You know, it was like the same thing. It was like a clip show that, you know. Of people sending in goofy stuff that they, you know, I guess got rejected by his show. They're going, hey, we can make a show out of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I watched all those shows. You know, and it was, you you got into those kind of, you know, routines because you had nothing else to do on those days. And I think it was on Fridays or something like that. And, or, you know, like it was, it was a night like you just didn't do anything and it was like it was on and you end up watching the show, you know. So I did watch. So I was like, you know, for, for the fact of the show, I'm going to watch. The new one, and I'm like, it was that same format. Like it was like what thirty years ago, or twenty years ago, whatever right. it was. And you're going, yeah, uh, you know, I've grown up since. Then. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was really goofy. Like the, yeah, like, like you, 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 see them in the, the laugh track and it's that, that pause. Like, they, they, they make the lines and they do that smile and yeah, you know, <laughs> and, right. and and you're like, oh god. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what did I watch? <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm sure it's a very fine show, but I couldn't get past so much of it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is for me anymore. I'm gonna have to, to pass. Thanks. Yeah.
1: You know, I, so. I, I remember Stacy was watching it, and I was watching a little bit too with her because you know we do things together, watch TV together, and I, I enjoyed it. It was like a nice little memory walk down memory lane, but I wasn't. It was kind of like, um. Uh, like a uh, like a an average bag of chips. Like you could eat a bag of chips and be like, you know, what, I don't want I don't want any more of those chips. And I was fine after first season. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it went like five seasons. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You know, I didn't. I was like, oh okay.
0: Good Wait, what? That. It went like, five seasons?
1: I I believe so.
0: Oh my god!
1: So. Uh, no, you got me. Yeah, you got me questioned <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was five. That was five seasons. Oh uh, yeah, I
1: think. Uh, you good? Uh, now, granted, it wasn't like oh, like it lasted five years. I think those five seasons lasted like two and a half years.
0: Oh, okay. Good. So they 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 probably they probably like did a bunch of seasons and then just you know banked them and then uh, put them out. You know, like but the fact that it's, it's probably not like a full like twenty four whatever or twenty six episode season right
1: No. uh am looking here Fuller House 2020 five seasons so Get clearly <laughs> <Get> <laughs> let's see hold on uh, no back up uh, episodes uh, yeah like it lasted and the first season was like 13 episodes right. so, uh, second second season 13 season 3 must have been the penultimate say, eighteen episodes
2: yeah.
1: and then 14 thirteen episodes and then season five eighteen episodes, so yeah, I mean I don't was it two thousand twenty the first it just seems like i mean it's only it's not even two it's not even two years ago <laughs> <laughs> like like i' I'm, I'm trying to like are you sure that it was i guess maybe it was that's weird, you know. Okay, <laughs> there you have it. I mean, that's you know, it was, I mean, I guess it's been almost two full years. Because so I remember being like in the winter of 2020, like I mean, like that. I mean, the January, like the beginning of 2020. So I, mean, I guess you know, five seasons. You do one for you know, the beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. I guess I don't know.
0: No, no. See, season one. Season one was February of 2016. Was it? Yes. Okay. It ended in All twenty. Right. It ended in twenty twenty. There right. you go. Because right. I'm thinking, there's no way that this show is you know it's, it's from twenty twenty. It's got five seasons.
1: I remember. I remember it started in the in the early that year. I like, I'm, I'm say it's
0: February twenty sixth, of twenty sixteen was the first episode. Okay. Second episode was December. Second season was December ninth of the same year.
1: Gotcha. Okay so I was I was right in the idea that season 1 started at the beginning of that year that it started but just not the right year. Yeah.
0: Woo. Yes. Right. Season season 3 was broken up into two two parts, February 22nd, or September 22nd and December 22nd of the same year. So nine episodes: yeah. the first part and second part. Season 4 was just in 2018 and then 20 uh the fifth season was uh 2019 and 2020, so December 6th. 2019 was the first eight first nine episodes and the second nine was june 2nd of 2020 so there you go there's the the, there's the history of fuller house
1: (laughs) all right um okay i got two more articles left okay All all right this one is real quick um rockstar games announces a remastered gta trilogy for consoles pc and mobile uh, these guys have everyone's waiting for grand theft auto 6 and instead they're like you know what we're gonna remaster grand theft auto 5 for the new series new, the new systems and oh, oh yeah by the way hey you want some new stuff nah we're not gonna do that we're gonna take a. GTA three, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. And we're gonna put them all in one big game for you and remaster it and call it the, the Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's called it's gonna be called Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the definitive edition. <laughs> It'll feature GTA three, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. Uh, all three games will s- will ship with graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements, uh, but maintain the original look and feel. I don't know what that means, because that original look on those games are now considered blocky and old. <laughs> um, best of all, you can play them on nearly any console available. It uh, will come out on the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC get the fuck out of here they're gonna oh well there goes that sales pitch
2: <laughs> Wait, what
1: um okay because I work in the video game industry sometimes when I talk about the Switch I talk about how family friendly it is and that <laughs> and that one thing while you might see like Saints Row on that we, I'm like yeah you'll never see Grand Theft Auto on the Switch <laughs> like cause it's, it's too it's too adult too mature you know, I mean. Now, granted, Saints Row, you do run around. You could smack people in the face with a giant purple dildo if you wanted to, but if that's if you wanted to, I just <laughs> never would have thought that I would see the day where I was like, "Yeah, on to Switch this fall." Grand Theft Auto, The Vice City, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, now with the hot coffee
2: filter. <laughs> So,
1: so, 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 so now gamers who know that reference are chuckling their ass just like you are, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, go,
0: go on.
1: um, Rockstar will also release the package on iOS and Android f- in the first half of 2022. Uh, virtually everyone will be able to play these games. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rockstar Games has decided to make room for newer masters by delisting older versions of the games. Starting the week of October 11th, any old version and bundles featuring these titles will be removed from all digital stores. Uh, you will no longer be able to buy any of the original versions of those games for any console or PC digital store. Uh, that said, if you've already purchased the games, you'll still be able to download them and play them on the platform you bought them on. Uh, it says we'll have to wait for additional details about the Remastered Trilogy, but Rockstar also shared some exciting news for GTA five fans. <laughs> Eight years after launch, GTA Online is still getting consistent updates, and that's not stopping anytime soon. Rockstar will celebrate the 20th anniversary of GTA 3 and GTA Online with events, commemorative clothing, and libraries for all. So, whoo, whoo,
2: whoo, whoo. <laughs> um,
1: GTA 5 comes to PS5 and uh, this Xbox Series X next March. Uh, it's also worth noting that GTA Online is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series S and X next March. Both uh, GTA 5 and GTA Online will be expanded and enhanced for next-gen consoles. Rockstar says that the next-gen versions will feature a, quote, a range of technical and graphical improvements across the entire experience, including performance enhancements for select vehicles in GTA Online. Huh. Uh, Darkstar hasn't shared any footage of the remastered games, but they did release a trailer. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I I would have to see what it looks like on the PS5. Because huh. only reason why I'm saying it, um, the only one out of that trilogy I remember actually, I feel like I finished was Vice City. I don't think I did. I don't think I finished San Andreas. I know I didn't hit the, the the third one. I you know I'm like I don't I don't think I yeah I don't think I did that. The um, Vice City sticks out the most in my head maybe because it's it's like set in the 80s um, or it felt like it was very 80s 80s ish for
2: uh-huh.
1: its time. Um, and I feel like I finished that one. I, I just it's, I, I have to see like a like some gameplay footage because I don't. I hope they updated it graphically.
0: I mean, I, I can't, I can't see why they wouldn't update it graphically because I mean, like this would be a waste of time, I think. But then again, but the then again, I have been seen. There's people out there that love it because I still get videos of people like, like the best falls of GTA, you know, and you, right? You know, and it's like people like knock each other over on like high buildings and they fall and fall and then like to me it always makes me laugh because it's like they they not only fall but they get back up like they stand. They, like, right. It's like they thud and it's just like they just. They pick themselves up and that's it and you're like wait what <laughs> like how does that happen but you're like hey whatever you know and it's you know but it's like every once in a while it comes through my news feed about like something for GTA so this is probably like the most one of the most successful franchises ever like everybody like says we'll we'll, we'll name a, a franchise that's thing." but this is the only one that I know of that's still to this day I mean how old this game is it's right. still like around and people love it and and would and we'll play it you know and and not think twice about it. So like like they're like oh yeah, I hope they update the graphics and all. And so it's like they probably won't. They'll just they'll just make sure it works on the, with the new system or whatever. They might do some things here and there to enhance it and that's it, you know. And but people eat it up. They're like you know like oh I can play from PS five, awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Um, the last one I have is um an article I'm probably going to post on our Facebook page. The reason is is because there's a lot of audio with it, and uh, this the article itself I find the more fascinating part, and I might have to go listen to what's uh, okay. I'm I'm burying the lead here. Um, it's uh from Inside Hook. It's revisiting a long decorated history of rejected Bond theme songs. Okay. Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, Bond started this weekend, obviously I found a lot of Bond uh, a lot of Bond articles. Um so there are excuse me, there have been um Bond songs for Bond movies that never got played or never got released or never got picked. Um for example, um Johnny Cash did the song for Thunderball. Really? Yes. That's the, that's the first one on the list uh, being asked to record a Bond theme is an honor to any performer uh, here's the article basically the best Bond themes are as iconic as the suave spy himself forever cemented in the canon of indispensable parts for the franchise sometimes like when Shirley Bassey wells he loves only gold and Goldfinger, um, they perfectly encapsulate the glamour over the top drama and elegance of the entire series oftentimes they're more memorable than the movies that they appear in. Like the spy who loved me. Nobody does it better by Carly Simon or Paul McCartney's live and let die, which is also soundtrack, which soundtracked a dud of a film, but went on to be number one hit and remains a staple of, of Maka's live sets to this day, to this day. Um, so being asked to record a about theme is honor for any performer It's an opportunity to align yourself with an unforgettable figure in pop culture, come away with a massive hit, and perhaps even win an Oscar for Best Original Song. But the selection process is notoriously difficult, and those who are ultimately chosen are far from the only artists to write and record potential tracks for any given Bond movie. Uh, Even massive talents like Johnny Cash, Blondie, and Radiohead have failed to make the cut. Uh, There are countless alternate universe Bond themes floating around that never made their way to the movies. Uh, With that in mind, they went to go... They're looking back on some of the best ones that got the axe. Uh, Give them a listen and compare them to the winning selections that beat them below. For example, and they go through... Obviously, I'm not going to play the tunes because it's going through my phone. Uh, Johnny Cash, Thunderball. Made for Thunderball in 1965. Lost to Tom Jones. Tom Jones sung Thunderball, which, again, I think is a good... good, uh, a good song. Right. Um, but been, apparently the Men in Black's attempt at a Bond theme is undeniably great, but ultimately producers decided it wasn't the right style. One hand, on one hand, it makes sense. Cash's Thunderball sounds more like a theme to a great restaurant than a British spy flick, and Tom Jones' version, which is full of the classic bond theme touchstones, like blaring horns, elegant strings, and belted-out vocals, is a better fit. Um, but we could have had Johnny Cash singing Thunderball, your fiery breath can burn the coldest man, and who's going to suffer from the power in your hand?
2: <laughs>
1: hmm. um, Lorraine Chandler for you only live twice. Um, again for the movie, you only live twice. Lost to Nancy Sinatra. Um, I, that's that. It's like okay, that's awesome. Whatever. I mean, Nancy Sinatra probably just was a bigger hit at the time. Right. This one I thought was wild. Which made me go, I'm going to have to listen to this. Alice Cooper, the man with the golden gun. Really? Yep. Made for, obviously, the man with the golden gun in 19- 1974, but lost to Lulu, the man with the golden gun. Um, and they said, like Johnny Cash, Alice Cooper is probably not an artist who, who sounds called to mind things like shaking that stern martinis and Edson Martins. And yet we came very close to having an Alice Cooper theme for the man with the golden gun. Uh, he later included the song in his Muscle of Love album. So if you have Muscle of Love album, you can probably hear it there. Uh, instead of a, a different song with the same name performed by Lulu was selected, the composer John Barry said it's the best Bond theme. It's the Bond theme he's least proud of. Um, the one I hate the most he said in 2006, it just never happened for me. And he said she should have stuck with Alice. <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
1: for Your Eyes Only. Another classic Bond movie sung by Sheeny Easton.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know who, who lost that role? No. Blondie. Blondie lost out to Sheeny Easton for Your Eyes Only. Um, again, the producers for Your, for Your Eyes Only actually hired Debbie Harry to sing the song that Sheeny Easton eventually recorded, which was written by Bill Conti and Michael Easton. in case you care. But she quit after they wouldn't allow her and her Blondie bandmates to write and perform their own Bond theme. They rejected "For Your Eyes Only," didn't go to waste. Their their version of "For Your Eyes Only" didn't go to waste, however, and the band later released it on their 1982 album, "The Hunter." Huh. I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious too, what Blondie's Bond song is going to sound like. All right, this one, I just think it's funny. Um, I forgot that aha sung the theme song to the living daylights until I was watching the living daylights Aha! <laughs> <Right? laughs> uh-huh, the band who only hit that anyone ever knows is take on me they made they were hired they they got the the honor i'm gonna say of, of doing a james Bond song
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is even weirder they beat the pet shop boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Pet Shop Boys submitted this uh, demo for the potential theme to The *Living Daylights*. Uh, Timothy Dolan's debut film is 007. Producers eventually opted for a song by a Norwegian synth pop trio Aha, uh, but Pet Shop Boys reworked their rejected version into "This Must Be the Place." I wanted to live. I, wanted, I waited years to live, which was featured in their 1990 album *Behavior*. So I guess they they worked it out. By the time it came out, Dylan, the short stint of bomb was already over. <laughs> huh. So, there's a clip of that. Now, here's another one. This one, I can't believe <laughs> these be, I was perusing this earlier and I was chuckling. Goldeneye. Okay, now, Goldeneye is Pierce Brosnan's first film and sung by Tina Turner, written by Bono in the Edge.
2: Mm-hmm. One,
1: of my, one of my favorite Bond songs, because it, 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 it is perfectly, a, a perfect Bond song. The people, the people who they lost to, Ace of Bass, Ed. <laughs> the I Saw Sign group, almost nearly sung Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably knew Swedish techno pop group, Ace of Bass, best for their massive 1993 hit single, single The Sign. Uh, it's natural that producers might have wanted to try and capitalize on the success of that song by reuniting them for a Bond theme. But when Tina Turner makes herself available, you go with Tina Turner. <laughs>
2: uh.
1: Uh, Turner's theme for the 1995 debut appears Pierce Brosnan's, which was written by U2's Bond in the Edge. Hey, look at me. Yeah, feed it ahead.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. It's obvious choice here. Uh, as for Ace of Bass, they eventually repurposed their song into The Juvenile on their 2002 album Da Capo. So, <laughs> alright. Um, this one I didn't know. Uh, I don't know who the band is, but cheryl cheryl crowe did tomorrow never dies
2: right
1: lost to a band called pulp um same song uh popes tomorrow never tomorrow never lies uh name such because it was reported before the movie's title got switched from lies to dies just to let you know um huh, tomorrow never lies that's interesting huh uh, because paper the paper's name was tomorrow yeah yeah, all right.
0: that would have made more uh, sense actually But right. yeah
1: it probably would have <laughs> <laughs> but I guess tomorrow never lies probably didn't people probably were confused by it but then again tomorrow never dies also I mean well tomorrow is always inevitable
2: yeah
1: I guess or anyway, whatever um, Pope's tomorrow never lies is a great track but it failed to stand out in a crowded field of applicants uh, frontman Jarvis Crocker had expressed his frustration with the whole process He's like, it was weird. They set up a kind of American Idol situation where they asked about nine different artists to come up with a Bond song. Um, he Cocker told uh, Time Out. They listened to nine different attempts of working Tomorrow Never Dies into a lyric. We were told on Wednesday that the deadline was Friday. Uh, consequently, I was really pissed off when they went with Sheryl Crow instead.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, now, apparently for Skyfall, um, Muse had a song called supremacy but lost to adele's obviously skyfall which again i feel like that's one of the better bond themes because it her voice and the the music fits perfectly for a bond song um someone said can we call this one rejected if bond producers never asked for it in the first place <laughs> <laughs> uh the band lobbied for supremacy to be the skyfall theme but they weren't successful um the quote is: "It got a little whisper. It got a little whisper to the Bond vibe, and then it goes all. It goes a bit crazy. Uh, it goes a bit crazy. Live and let die in the middle." Uh, drummer Dom Howard said in a 2012 interview with the BBC. My view is they should have used it for the next James Bond film, but I don't know what's going on with that. I heard Adele was doing it. Thankfully, he was right about the last part. Adele went to deliver the best Bond theme of the 21st century. It's hard to imagine anything else. Um, now, the last one. The Spectre, um, the, Sam Smith is the guy who sings it. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's called Writing on the Wall. Uh, not my favorite, I'll be honest. Um, and he, he beat out Radiohead for Spectre. They huh. actually they actually had, um, this is one of those bonehead moves. Here you go. In this of the series, Bond producers had an opportunity to have Radiohead perform the theme to Spectre and opted instead to go with Sam Smith's snooze fest Writings on the Wall. Uh, Tom York and company first submitted Man of War and uh, a then unreleased song written in, ni- in the 90s but then was turned down because it wasn't written specifically for the movie and therefore would be ineligible for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Uh, they went back to the drawing board and returned with Spectre but it was rejected for being too melancholy
2: <laughs>
1: huh. I mean, I mean it's, it is Radiohead for God's sakes <laughs> huh. Uh, the decision was to cut it in an. Uh, the decision to cut it was an utter nightmare, according to director Sam Mendes. Uh, he quoted here as we had this beautiful song, and we weren't able to use it. Uh, but it's somehow cooler for Radiohead ri- Radiohead to have written a song that was never used. Um, there. I mean, that, that was I stumbled across that one, and I was like, it's it's like alternate universes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, somewhere in my head i feel like i might have heard of alice's cooper because i think i might have had that cassette tape
2: uh-huh.
1: man with the bullet gun and i never pieced it together that it was a rejected bond theme huh. which is because <laughs> the idea of alice cooper singing a bond song would have been far in concept constantly except when you have um oh god the guy from uh jeez from casino royale i why can't I think of his name? Lead singer from Soundgarden.
0: Oh, um... um shit.
1: Oh, my God. It's, it's like, right there. Uh, <laughs> you're looking it up, aren't
2: you?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, God, why the fuck is it slipping my head? It's got kids. Of, now we just... We just... Show came to a screeching halt because Chris you know, Cornell. Chris Cornell. There you go. Woo. Like... <clears throat> having that song to me is, is out of all the, the 25 films that they've made only a few of them I really like the theme songs. Uh, uh, Gold Goldfinger Live and Let Die Golden Eye um, uh, You Know My Name the Chris Cornell one uh, um, The World Is Not Enough by Garbage that's a really good one too uh,
2: um,
1: Skyfall is really good and I heard the one for this new Bond, uh, it's Billie Eilish, and she crushes it. It's a really good song. I don't know if you've heard it. No, it's it's classic Bond. I'm going to put it that way. Like it just sounds like a Bond song. And I think she, think it was nominated for an Oscar. I think, or it, it should be. Wow, it's like it won an award already. You know, but there you have it, Ed. I'm gonna probably post that on, I'm not probably, I'm going to post that on our Facebook page, right? so that way people can kind of hear alternate versions, I mean, if they're a Bond fan, obviously, or maybe you're just kind of curious to see what Radiohead's Bond song sounded like, because I think I heard it once, as a like, hey, you'll never guess, Radiohead did a Bond song, here it is, and
0: yeah, it was, was some, good
1: yeah, again, I, was, I, was coughing. I was just
0: saying it was, uh, I, it's just funny though, because like this past week, I think yesterday or today, I'm, I can't remember what which i think it was yesterday that i just and i didn't finish watching it cuz it was like a half hour and i had I had to do something else but it's top 5 rejected james bond theme songs uh it's a channel called being james bond and um it's 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 basically it's not like the same like i haven't watched it but some of it was weird because like you only left twice apparently they were going to have beat the beach boys do the song and they they played really? they, yeah, they 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 play the few minutes you know like a little bit of it or whatever and you're going you could hear, like, the Beach Boys influence to it, but it's not, like, it does not sound like the, that surfing sound because it was, like, right. you know, like, the 60s, you know, kind of thing. It was more of a psychedelic kind of sound to it, and it was just, like, wow, like, that's just so weird. Like, they're, they're you know, so it's, like I said, it's, like, a half hour, over half, uh, 26 minutes long. It's over 26 minutes long, this this, this video. And I was kind of watching. I'm like, oh, no, you know, like, it was neat to see, like, because I thing, and I think they were talk because they had Dabry Harry's face on it, and, like, you know, they show montages of, Right. Of pictures when they're when they're doing these lists and stuff, so they might have mentioned the ones that you, some of the ones that you were talking about because they were like they were going through honorable mentions already, and I'm like, eh, I guess you're just stretching this out, <laughs> like <tell laughs> right. they but it was just kind of you know neat to see, and I'm thinking, wow, like it's 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 just amazing, like like what we, you know, like you go. In in my head, you go, oh, wait, they picked this person because he was popular at the time and they got her to do the next Bond film or, you know, the next Bond song or this this person, you know, because, you know, they, they met him at a, you know, like, you know, like I always think like Chris Cornell was like they met him somewhere at a dinner or something like that. And you're going, hey, can you write something for, you know, for our Casino Royale film? Right. <laughs> like, like, I think, but you, you don't realize like they, there was other artists that were trying to, you know, because it's like. It is. It's like it's almost like having a, writing a Christmas song that you we know, like that will play now for for like decades. You know, like uh, you know, every time Christmas comes around, you know, there's a channel that plays nothing but Christmas music, right? You know, like they they they'll play that like you know the, your song at least once or twice for the season. You know, and you will now be immortally. You know, <laughs> you
1: know. Right. Well, I said like live and let die was is- just. When I was a kid, I really liked... Because it was... I would say when we were rock and rolly, mm-hmm. You know? Because it was, you know... Paul McCartney and The Wings. But then it's the only Bond song that really made it just as popular... Redone by Guns N' Roses. Right. You know? It's still just as popular. And it's still just as good. And it's like... They could have... They could have done Live and Let Die today. And, and that song would have been phenomenal with it. But again, it's still orchestrated. It's still built the same way. So I guess... If you write a good song, I guess it is timeless. Mm-hmm. If you know, given the given the opportunity to, to, to modernize it but not change it, right. I guess, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I it's uh, I already did. I posted it on our Facebook page, Geektsters, okay. Geeksters <laughs> <laughs> Geek's Radio, Geeksters Radio, Waka Waka. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna peruse that. And be like, what? How is Cooper singing? Blondie, I'm kind of curious about that. Now, granted, it sounds like those songs were repurposed into other songs, but I'm kind of curious to see what survived. Right. You know, to see, like, does she, like, go for your eyes only? You know? Well, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't already figured it out, you're listening to Geeksters. (laughs) <laughs> Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like, but goddammit.
0: Or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or if you want to
1: contact Ed on anything you might have seen or heard, or maybe you think might be an interesting topic to talk about in the show, you can contact him at ed at com.
0: Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N.
1: excelsior